Welcome to the Random Tea Sleepy Hollow podcast. I'm Queenie. I'm Janya. And Johnny just almost choked on her wine. <laughs> just so you're following us. Um, we're talking about season three, episode 14, Into the Wild. <gasps> Yay! Finally, the episode title matched it the did. episode for once. How strange. I know. I wasn't How did used that, to that happen? So, yeah. It was it was good. I it thought it was good. Was the there was second, not enough crane. The sec- No. The second half of the season is far more interesting than the first half was. Yes. I have to admit. It's like they really started powering into it or mm-hmm. some shit. They started paying attention to the story. Yeah. But I, I guess in the first half they were establishing Pandora the news. and all that stuff. They were not establishing Pandora. Oh, that's true. They would have to have told us stuff about her. I know. They were establishing, I guess, the, the Sophie story sophie and reynolds there were a lot of introductions that had to be made yeah and get us and used getting to, joe back and i guess and then getting used to this new world mm-hmm. i don't know whatever i just it still it was kind of like a reboot it was like a soft reboot <laughs> it well it was yeah even but yeah i really feel like that the second half is it feels a lot more it's stronger so far but although the ratings still aren't doing so good yeah the ratings are pretty bad yeah they haven't been canceled that's but they something. haven't been renewed. Well, we waited. It was late when they renewed last year. It was, because I remember we sweated last year. Mm-hmm. Season two was a train wreck. It was. We are lucky to get season three. We really were. So, yeah. Oh, so, yeah. Um, so, we have some pre-back, right? We do. Uh, from last week, uh, we've got some stuff from Tony. And by some stuff, I mean a lot of stuff. Um, <laughs> and... I have had to summarize a lot of it because I, she makes some really good points. And there's just a lot of it. So I simplified some of it. So a lot of this is in my own words for Tony. Cause but it's they're just, all Tony's theories. I can't. Yeah, I'll give you. She gets all the credit. But I just can't sit here and read them all because we'll be here forever. Yeah. Um, so the first thing she comes to us with is Tony believes that Daniel is stalking or has been stalking Abby. I don't like him, so I'm listening. Uh, nobody likes him. I know. Um, she thinks maybe Daniel bugged her house. And that's how he knew uh, she was going to be at the gun range. Mm. Um, and worried about following her around and whatnot. Because so, he did mention putting a tap on Crane's phone. He did. So could, she have t- could he have tapped Abby's phone? It's a possibility. Especially if she's being looked at as the asset. Right, and that he uh, that he could be the turncoat that we've heard tell about. So, and how she keeps trying to be professional, but he's not. But yeah, because he's a giant <sighs> trash can know. and not in the fun way. So there's that. Um, then the uh, so then another question that Tony asks is who is Jack Walters? Yeah, yeah, yeah. This was interesting. So yeah, I thought this was 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 quite interesting. Um, Tony thinks that Jack Walters is a demon. Okay. Uh, like I don't Mullick, know if we still have those, but okay. Like Mullick. Yeah. That Daniel made a deal with, and that Jack chose Daniel because he knows Abby, the witness, and that maybe even the FBI itself is evil. Again, that's the summary. Um, like Hydra's evil? Well, the, I guess? That's, that's the whole thing. Like, the backbone structure of the FBI could very well be evil, but that doesn't mean... Everybody working for the FBI is well. When Shield, so that yeah, not everybody in Shield was Hydra. Exactly. So the Shield Hydra comparison is actually a pretty apt one because 
we don't know the backbone of this conspiracy that is grooming Abby to be an asset of some sort. Mm-hmm, mm-hmm. So, I mean, it could be, it could be, a f- and, and I assume it is kind of a far-flung conspiracy because, like, it's not just these two guys. No, no, that's not, they're not the only two. And, this, and the one guy happens to be, like, the director. So, like, that's a big deal. So, yeah. So, I could see that. Okay. Um, but she goes on to say, and this, this is a direct quote. Have no fear though. You guys, you know why chess has been a huge focal point this season and Abby and Crane have been playing a lot of it. They're ga- They're going to take what they learned from the art of war and use it and use it to take down anyone who gets in their way. Back in season one, Abby Crane and Jenny were interrogating a Hessen at the cabin. Remember, Abby says there's always somebody at the top who was able to move all of the chess pieces around. The Hessen replies back, you've already met him. Uh, Miss Abigail, Miss Grace Abigail Mills and Jenny Mills, you too, Mr. Crane. He's there in your hearts. He's been there all along. Abby immediately flashes to Moloch. So is Jack Walters the king of hell or is there someone else? All I know is that it's a good thing August Corbin taught her how to play chess. Yeah, that's true. Chess has been very heavily involved. Heavily a theme. Yeah. In all of this. Um... So there's those theories. Okay. So now we're going to go into some hidden one theories, which this I thought was kind of interesting. You mean the hidden trash can? Yeah. <laughs> this is going to take a second, but let me let me circle all the way back around. Okay. To get to the point. Okay. Uh, she theorizes that the hidden one is Epet, otherwise known as Epophis. Okay. Um, and I think Egyptian. Okay. Embodied chaos and was thus the opponent of light and ma'at. Ma'at representing order and truth. Apep, apet, ap, appears, why do you make me say these words? <laughs> appears as a giant serpent where Ra was the solar deity, the bringer of light and thus upholds order and truth. Apep is viewed as the greatest enemy of Ra. Uh, Apep. <laughs> Was known as the Lord of Chaos, a personification of all that was evil. Was a large golden brown snake to be miles long. He was so large that he attempted to swallow the sun every day. To bring that back around. That sounds kind of cartoony, but okay. It's Egyptian. <laughs> Lori Mills sang to her daughters, please don't take my sunshine away. Oh, man. Tony's getting meta up in here. You could, you could, yeah, you could pull that back around. So, and uh, she goes on to explain that some may say Epep was trapped in the underworld because he had been overthrown by Ra or because he was evil. So, if you think about the hidden one and his unnamed brother. Right. Who was golden and shining from mm-hmm. what we saw the previous mm-hmm. episode. So, there's that. Um, okay. Here's another theory. Uh, I'm back on what, on with more on what I still believe is Abby being a demigod slash witness with mm-hmm. extreme power as opposed to just being a witness. Yeah. So first off, I'm going to bring up a comment made by Pandora that was directed at Ichabod in the episode The Red Lady of Caribbee. She says, I know what it's like to be in the presence of someone more powerful than myself. She wasn't just talking about herself. She was referencing to Abby. Abby is more powerful than Ichabod. Mm, I like that. I'd be okay I with that. can neither confirm nor deny. Uh, she says there's been a long-standing issue of male misogyny, power, and ego. Sometimes that's been problematic, whether mortal or immortal, since the beginning of time. 
Can you imagine the time of God's being over and that an immortal like the hidden one finds out that the next progeny may be a demigod by the name of Abby Mills? Hmm. That's interesting. Yeah, I, I find it interesting. It's some great meta. I don't think the show is thought that far through. Well, and, and we talked about this last night. Um, I think that, and I think what you, I think what you said was like, oh my God, please write this fanfic because the writers are not going to go this oh, deep. Oh yeah, I'm telling you. Like I sincerely don't yeah. think they'd go this oh, deep. Oh sure. Um, it's kind of like the, the You Are My Sunshine thing. Uh-huh, like uh-huh. I would be shocked if it ever came down to that level. Mm-hmm. Um, I expect that from like Moffat and Gatiss in Sherlock. Yeah, that's yeah. why that's why Tony That's like, what Sherlock is though. That's why Tony I like I highly recommend you getting involved in Sherlock the BBC Sherlock show because good God, there's so much layer layering. Um like you actually can find stuff that they've hidden. There's so much meta us. Oh, it's there. I don't And it's there. Yeah, and I don't necessarily think <laughs> the Sleepy Hollow writers are, are as thoughtful as the fandom is, and that's kind of sad. Uh, yeah, I, I do. Because Tony's come up with some really cool theories. Some great theories, yeah. But there's so many plot holes in this show. Yeah. Yeah. Um, and that's what leads me to believe that they're not thinking about this as hard as we are because of all those plot holes. Sure, sure. Um, and but then, interesting stuff nonetheless. Absolutely. Now, here's, here's another theory that she wants to know what we think. Okay. And I'm going to summarize it because time. Okay. Um, she has a theory that Moloch mated with Abby, if I read this correctly, and that the little girl that we saw in the forest of the John Doe episode was that daughter. Oh, I, yeah, I remember reading parts about that, and honestly, it made my head hurt, um, because I don't like the thought of that at all. And what if this little girl really was a horseman? Appears again in the future as a horseman, only older. Okay, actually, I was just thinking about this. The idea of a girl child horseman as a girl, like as some kind of a being, like, is terrifying. Like Lilith and Supernatural was terrifying. Yeah, yeah, yeah. That would be really cool. Like, I, I don't like the... With the maturity and the whims of a child. I don't like the could Abby. Could be scary. The Abby Moloch coming up no, with I her. No, I don't either. Dealy, but th- that actually would be quite terrifying. I don't either. Little, little kids being evil, mm-hmm, and like you mm-hmm. said, with the whims of an actual child... Yeah, mm-hmm. that's that's crazy. That's frightening. Uh, and so she, uh, to move on, Tony pointed us to an article on Vulture.com called Why Won't You Let Abby Mills Be Loved? I read part of the article, but apparently Abby Mills really doesn't have much of a love interest in this show. That's because like, ain't nobody good enough. Well, I don't have a problem. People seem to be having a problem with that, and I don't. Because, like, okay, and I think we both come at it from the same perspective. Um, I've had romantic subplots as a woman shoved down my throat. For so long. Since I was T-90. And it's kind of nice to see a woman that is not necessarily defined by her relationship to a man. Yep. In in a romantic sense. Mm Mm-hmm. Um, so that's why, like, this, this, I, I know I'm constantly like, and now you make out, because you, you hear a lot of this when we do sure. our watch longs. I'm constantly ending a scene with, and now make out. And now kiss. Um, but no, but like, I, that's why I kind of like the slow burn of Abby and Ichabod, is because, like, they have a relationship that's built on more than just, ooh, I like you, let's get married. Like, it's so much stronger than that. It's so much more nuanced than that. Mm-hmm, mm-hmm. Um, and I like seeing that. That's why I kind of, like, I really loved the, um, before I really even got shippy with it, I really liked Natasha and Clint in 
the Avengers together right. because they have that bond, they have that friendship. Yeah. So as a woman, like I get a lot of romantic subplots. It's kind of cool not to see it. It is. That's why I think the, the kind of the Jenny Joe thing just doesn't do it for me. Either. Yeah, I, there's there's no chemistry on screen for yeah. that either. Yeah. Um, so I think that's why I'm kind of okay with the slow burn for Ica Abby, like because there's well, more right. to it than just right. Let's bone. Sure. And uh, anybody who's ever listened to our Agent Carter podcast knows that I had a huge problem with the whole love triangle thing. Yeah, you did. And a lot of Peggy Carter's life being... Controlled by men. Being controlled by a man's decision. Yeah. Or a man's choice for her. Mm-hmm. And that just really pisses me off. And and she, I, I don't feel like Abby is a manless, dateless woman. No. I think she's a woman who don't need no man. Yeah, because we've showed... Like, we've seen her... Uh, her ex we've seen the fact that andy was smitten with her um we've seen the fact that she had a relationship with reynolds mm-hmm. of course we didn't see that on the show but we, it happened on the show it happened during the hiatus that we mm-hmm. didn't see right right um she's <clears throat> having this whole like basically she's living with ichabod in their like love nest but so like i don't and 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 honestly okay tumblr has taught me a lot about sexualities even if she was completely sexless even if there was none of that, there was no past relationship with Luke. There was nothing with Andy. There was nothing with Reynolds. I'd be cool with that because I'd be like, oh, look, somebody that's ace. How cool is that? Absolutely. And so that doesn't bother me. And I, I just have never understand uh, media and society in television shows and in movies. And how is it that a woman who doesn't have a man by her side, how, why is she broken? Why is she considered broken? Why is she somehow less? How is it that, yeah, exactly. How yeah. is it that a single man with, who's focusing on his career and his friends as opposed yeah. to being married and having children, how is that okay? Yeah. But just because a woman is never shown as having a relationship, how is that, why is like she how broken? Sad for her. Yeah. And, and, and so, I hate that. And so that's what, at least the way we look at it, I'm looking at it more than just the context of the character of Abby in this show. I'm looking at it like the breadth of media that I have available to me. This is kind of refreshing. I agree. So. I, I have no problem with Abby being that single. That being said, I'm all about Ica Abby. That being said. <laughs> but I would like it to now be done kiss. the right way. No, no. Now, now kiss. kiss. So. Because I do say that at least once a watch along to Janya. Or just kiss. Yeah kiss um all right one more theory okay uh for the for pre-casting okay pre whatever pre-back. uh pre-back thank you uh one other theory that tony has uh and i thought this was kind of interesting i don't again i don't think the show's thinking this far ahead I th- or they're not this tricky like honestly tony if but, we get a fourth season it is your job to go yes, get yourself a job in the writer's room yes. and make some of this shit come get, true get yourself to the writer's room and tell them what for because it would be a much more interesting show yes uh, so the last theory we have for right now is that the hidden one is Father Time. Okay. If you look up images of this figure, he is shown cloaked in a long, dark hooded robe, carrying a scythe and an hourglass. There's also a picture of a clock behind him. I think this comes from the hour, uh, the hourglass thing that they showed. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Father Time symbolizes the flow of time and its effects. His old body is a reminder that time is the devourer of all things. That like the sand in the hourglass he often carries, his life will run out as all good things come to an end. He is a mythical figure primarily associated with Greek mythology. He is married to Mother Earth, whose name is known in Greek mythology as Gaia, a primordial deity of the Earth. Yeah. Or the mother. To me, she's yeah. always been the mother. Uh, yeah. No parents. 
She was the great mother of all, primal Greek mother, goddess, creator, and giver of birth to the earth and all of the universe. There right. it is. The heavenly gods, the titans, and the giants were born to her. Gaia's sons are Prometheus and Epimetheus? Sure. Go for it. It turns out that Pandora is actually a parody of the true mother goddess, that being Gaia. Okay. So, again, it's a great theory. It would make a great story. My problem with that is that he's not cool enough to be father. Hell time. no, he ain't cool. I mean, like he's yeah. scared of horses. Well, and if it's if he's father time, to me that says he can't really be destroyed because time can't be destroyed. So, I, yeah, you, you do realize time is a myth. Shush. Okay, you'll make well, my brain hurt. <laughs> you know, Back to the Future was on today, and I had to tear my ass oh. away from it. It was on what used to be ABC Family. Don't I don't you, know the name form. of it now. Freeform. Yeah, that one. And I was like, no. Don't you own those movies? I do. Okay. Of just I do. check. Oh, but it was on. Yes. And I was like, must oh. go to Johnny's house and record. But but it's man. on. Yeah. Oh, that's why you were running late today. Yeah. Yeah. Bit. Now we I know. got distracted. I see. All right. Well, let's move on to Joe. Okay. Uh, who the subject of his email is Whiskey Tango Foxtrot. And can I just say I got super confused because it's a I, movie that just came out. Well, it is, and and I and I was it was early in the morning, and I was looking at it, and um, all I saw was, um, Whiskey Tango Foxtrot. I know you dislike ACR, and that was that's the title, and it cut it off on my phone, and I was like, I was like. I hope he doesn't think we don't like Tina Fey or Martin Freeman because I love them. But it says, you know, I dislike acronyms. Oh, and I didn't read it properly and I'm tired and I was like, why is he emailing us about a movie? We need to podcast that. We need to see that. And then it just went from there. And then I looked at it when I was, you know, more awake and I was like, oh, oh. I got confuzzled. So, so that was okay. Then. Anyway, so we told you that story so we can tell you this story. There you go. So, Joe says, ladies, gentlemen, sir, <laughs> and this, cake. now this is in reference to last week's episode. Yes. Actually, I did like this episode. The scene on the couch was more heartfelt than any this season. <sighs> I know. And it really was. It was. Oh, my uh, babies. The, well, the emotional buildup to it was incredible. It really was. For this show. Yes. <laughs> Uh, the Hidden One presents the box with all of the evils inside to Pandora. Cambridge, Oxford, and Wikipedia dictionaries give us this. Dowry is the wealth transferred from the bride's family to the groom or his family. The Hidden One's act is defined as bride price. Bride price, yeah. Common in Norse traditions, might I add. Mm, Pandora called it a dowry. Does this mean it once belonged to her and the Hidden One confiscated it because of what was in it, then returned it to her not knowing it was originally hers? WTF. It, and, and honestly, again, we might be giving the writers too much credit. It could just be that they don't know the difference between a dowry and a bride price. That's very possible. I mean, like that's entirely. Um, she's she's <laughs> extremely possessive of that box, though. She is like that is like her box, not just something he gave to her. Well, and we, but we never actually saw him give it to her. We don't. So we so, don't. We didn't see that conversation. Yeah. So we don't know. So it's still it's still ambiguous. But yes, you're right. She treats. So it like was it, is, it? So was it her box that she gave to the gods for them to put all of the evils in? And then they. Gave but it. then they had to tell her the story that they put the evils in. And I'm so confused, my brain. Because we've got and we and we have the whole imagery from the first half of the season with where it's like her womb and she's like a mother. Yeah. So yeah, she's very protective of that box. Yeah. Like like it's more hers than just my hubs gave it to me. 
Oh yeah. Well, and I and I well, we can discuss it with this because that comes up in the episode. Yeah, it does. Um, so Joe goes on to say, Nevin, in a state of reflective emotion, told Joe that August never took any bribes. A payoff for the artifacts would be considered a bribe. Right. Joe or anyone else never said he looked into the secret accounts of August. So where is the money Joe is flashing coming from? Wherever he is getting it, he better watch how he spins or the IRS will be all up in his face. Oh, that's a good practical point. As long as it's under $10,000. But I, I got the impression that it's the money left over from the gold. See, that's, that's, yeah, that was our um, theory. That first cave where the yeah. first uh, creature came from. Yeah. Because Nevins took the gold. It's not like they could take it back to Iraq. Mm-hmm. So if so, they sold it and he took that money and put it in an offshore account, it's been sitting there all this time. And Corbin didn't touch it. He put it there for Corbin. Right. And Corbin didn't necessarily touch it. We don't know if he ever I think it was hush bit. money. He could have used it to help train Jenny. I mean, he could have used little bits of it. Mm-hmm, mm-hmm. But yeah, I think it was hush And money if he's too. investing it well, then. Yeah. But then again, it's also Joe's heritage at this point. So. Yeah. I don't know. Does, does he legally que- own it? My big question is, how much fucking money are we talking about? Well, it's at least a million. Yeah, plus whatever. Plus whatever was spent on the trailer. Yeah. Anyway, yeah, I it, they didn't explain it, and he's right. WTF. That's why when he suddenly had so this money. is so this is WTF number two. Okay, you're holding up as three I'm holding fingers. up three fingers. <laughs> number two. <laughs> I haven't even had a whole number glass next. of wine yet. <laughs> so we have a random thought. Okay. I can't recall any discussion about or, about August's files that contain information on supernatural artifacts. All of that information came from Jenny's adventures. August's files contain information on cases unsolved. In Sleepy Hollow. Two opposing witch covens, yeah. Abby and Jenny's case, etc. So why was that file hidden in the bottom panel? A ruse, maybe. I have an answer for this. Okay. The file was specifically on that first creature. Yeah. It was a, it was, I, I would think of it as a case file. Yeah. He was building a case file on that particular creature. He was trying to solve it. It was his introduction into the supernatural world. And exactly. then he started looking at Sleepy Hollow, which as we all know is hella supernatural. And the reason why it was hidden in that bottom panel is because of the connection to that cave and his actions wherein. And yeah, to hit the connection to him. To him. It was connected to him personally. Yeah. The other files were not. Yeah. Yeah, that's, uh, that's what he I got He was protecting himself. Yeah. By hiding it there. Not He wasn't necessarily protecting Nevins. No. He was protecting himself. He, he was, was protecting Joe. Yeah. So that's why it was there. Um, I think, I tend to, to feel like those files weren't, were possibly, they've never expressly said it, but I've always gotten the impression that it was more than just case files. Yeah, I thought But it was you could consider research into a supernatural creature. Exactly. A case file if that's the way you think. Yeah. If you're a detective I, I type. I kind of got it more than, more that it was the history of Sleepy Hollow, the history of the Secret War, because, I mean, really, Corbin was dead by the time Creature started showing up. Aside from Moloch showing up when the kids were kids, um, I looked at it more like Reverend Knapp and the Coven, like you said, the Covens mm-hmm. and the Secret War and how it all fed into um, all that stuff. So, yeah. Okay, um, Joe goes on to say, Abby and Ichabod knew Leeds' plan when they got to the top of the hill. All I could think of was destroy the lightning rod as they listen to him and only act after the nefarious plan has been completed. This would be WTF number three. (laughs) As she holds up four fingers. Well, you know, if I'm going to go with a theme, let's go with it. There you go. 
Uh, I had forgotten how much I missed monster monologues. <laughs> Dramatic monster Dramatic monologues. Dramatic monster monologues. What was it we watched? No, it was in Age of Ultron, where Ultron says, yes, now I'm going to stop and tell you all my plans. Yeah. Yeah. That was actually pretty funny. Finally. Uh, couple- give Joss credit on that one. Yes. Oh, I know. Uh, coupled with distracting trash talking, it was a memorable scene. <laughs> Can an Emmy for these writers be far behind? Yes. Yeah, not on this show. I'm sorry. <laughs> this this show's not even on the Emmy's radar. We have a hard enough problem with good genre shows. I know. Uh, Joe. PP. Pandora seemed pleased, not happy, but no longer feel fearful mm-hmm. that the hourglass is complete. The evils in her box, when unleashed, can now destroy the hidden one through the sands of time. Now the question is, where are the evils now residing? Uh. Starbucks? Mm, yeah. Well, there are several in Sleeping Hollow. There Hollywood, are, yeah. As Ichabod has pointed, pointed out. out. Yeah. <laughs> They're just getting their coffee hit, and They're then just they'll be in. So, off topic, okay. Joe says, he has listened to almost all of our movie podcasts. Oh my god, that's awesome. Which I thought that was incredible. Uh, we appreciate that. He says he even watched Snowpiercer after listening. <gasps> oh my god. <laughs> and that he should have heeded our warning. No, but like that's the thing about Snowpiercer. Like you have to go watch it. It's so bad. Like I feel like everybody needs that experience in their life. <laughs> to feel better about yourselves. Because and, and I will say in, in, in our defense, Chris Evans with a really nice beard, y'all. Like for reals. So there's that. There were some great actors slated in that movie. There were, and some great performances. Tilda, Tilda killed it in that movie. She did. But the... St- <laughs> it's so absurd. Please go watch, go watch. Go watch Snowpiercer. It's a train wreck. And uh, Joe, Literally. I'm, Joe, I'm so glad we dragged you into that. That's, that's pretty amazing. We dragged him into our hell. We, <laughs> we, was it? we were sitting around on Christmas Eve. Yep. Doing the Christmas Eve thing. Yep. And we were like, oh, well, we should watch something cool. This has Chris Evans in it. We should watch this. And I was like, oh, I heard about this on Tumblr. (laughs) Why? (laughs) The whole time we're like, what the fuck is going on? (laughs) It's great. Go watch it. But his beard. Look at his beard. Yeah. The scruff. It was great. So go watch it. Yes. Seriously. Okay. uh, That's all of the. Pre-back. Pre-back. Awesome. All right. So you ready to get into it? I think so. All right. So this episode was directed by Paul A. Edwards, who we love. Um, we do. He directed Lesser Key of Solomon. Oh, then yes. Necromancer, The Kindred, Spellcaster, Tempest Fugit. Um, he also directed uh, a couple episodes of Gotham, The Mask, and The Anvil or the Hammer. He uh, he directed our one of our favorite episodes of Shield, which is the tracks episode, which is the train one. Mm-hmm. So mm-hmm. this man has directed Stan Lee. Just putting that. Just out gonna there. put that. Oh yes. And Who, sadly, the Hunter Hiroshi episode of Supernatural. You know, Stan Lee's retiring, right? Which episode of Supernatural? The one where Cass wants to be a hunter. Oh, yeah. yeah. Uh, Stan Lee's retiring. Bullshit. No, seriously. He can still be in movies, right? Well, yeah, he can be in movies, but like he announced a few weeks ago that... He's actually legit retiring. It was a Canadian con. Yeah. That he was... The next con he was going to, and he announced publicly this was his last convention. Okay. He's done. Good. He can concentrate on his cameos, and it'll be fine. Yeah, that he's and living forever, going into partial retirement. He's only ninety-three years old. He's gonna live forever, y'all. Him and Betty White. Yep, it's great. You want to talk about uh, Father Tom and um, and Gaia and Gaia? There you go, right there. Stan Lee and, and Betty and I'm White. Tot- I'm totes cool with that. I'm gonna grow up to be Betty White. 
<laughs> and hit on 20 year olds when I'm 90. Um, and so watch me. Watch me if I don't. <laughs> she will, though. She really will. Okay, sorry, anyway. Um, and so this was written by Albert Kim, who direct, who wrote The uh, the Kindred, Heartless, Spellcaster, Eyewitness, One Life, and five episodes of Leverage. You had me at Kindred. He wrote Leverage? He was the guy that wrote five episodes of Leverage. He wrote, like, um, oh, God, hold on. Oh, I have to it know. It was, like, the stork job. Oh. Which was the one where they went to Belarus. Uh-huh. Um, the, the snow job. The um, the fighting one. The, the fighting uh, one. The racing one. Okay, the racing one was good. The fighting one where he where uh, uh, Elliot went undercover as an MMA fighter. Oh, yeah, yeah, yeah. Those are my favorite. And there was another one. Okay, when okay, all the ones where Elliot goes undercover are my favorite. Yeah, I know I know they are. Oh, that's right. Because Elliot. Cause Elliot. But yeah, so so Albert Kim. And he also wrote the Kindred. Just But you had me a Kindred. I know you so <laughs> She was making the weirdest face, y'all. <laughs> it's not his fault they never brought him back. But they did bring him back. Well, eventually. So after we bitched after about we it. After we bullied him into after it. After we like continually bitched about it. I wonder what else we can bitch them into doing. Ica Abby. Ica Abby. So, um, so we start off and, um, we get this real tight shot of Abby climbing, um, this, this rock wall. And at first I was like, is it a dream? And you were like, no, she's climbing a rock wall. No, it had that color. Recreationally. It had that color. Yeah. Um, and so she's, uh. It was very dramatic. It, it was all it very ac- dramatic. Well, with you, it accomplished its yeah, desired it did. effect. Um, and she's pulling herself up and she's like quick and nimble or something is, is what she keeps telling herself. She can do it. And she reaches the top and she grabs the flag and we pan out and jenny's there and we find out that it's a recreational rock wall um and so they they climb down and um she's telling jenny basically that that ichabod's been helping her try to like quit the symbol basically and that i can't quit you i know and um jenny said something about like how good she is at this now and jenny's and and abby's like well, if you're trapped somewhere for almost a year that's, you know, like sheer walk, rock faces and you try to get out, like you learn, she, she says you find your inner Spider-Man really quick. Yes. Which I thought was a great reference. It was. And so, um, but, and so, and I, and I really like that because Jenny, Jenny immediately is like, oh my God, did I take you somewhere that was kind of like triggering for you? And Abby was like, no, it's cool. But I thought that was really, was, that was really sweet well, of Jenny. Well, Jenny had the great idea of she was trying to blow off some steam. Oh, this will be great. We'll go rock climbing. Her heart was definitely in the right place. But I love that immediately. As opposed to Joe's heart. Yes. But I love that immediately she's like, did I do something wrong? Yes. Is this going to be a problem for you? Well, I love that the sister, I'm not pouring a glass of wine. What are y'all talking about? Of course not. Um... My thought was, they're talking. I know. Jenny knows about the symbol. They're talking to each yeah, other. That, and that right there was big. Whoa. Yeah. And she and she had, uh, Jenny told her about the trailer in turn. Yeah. So they're talking to each other. They're so, sharing. So that was a big, that was, you're right, that's a big deal. Um, and so uh, this is when Abby tells her about this, this uh, training exercise that's going on that weekend. Um, it's survival training. And um, Abby tells him that, like, she's totally up for it. It's cool. Um, and this No, is- no. Are you ready to be alone with him? Because he told you he loved you. Mm-hmm. So, which means also they've been talking about it. And um, so they... <laughs> this was this was the absolute best part. And this is, this is actually a really good illustration of the romantic, tropey kind of thing getting, like, pissed upon. And I love it. Yes. Because this... This handsome guy comes over and he's like, "Oh, let me let me help you untie that. It's 
it can be complicated. And Abby's and Abby tells him because I was I the paid, look on her face. I paid very close attention on my rewatch. She was like, "I've got this, thanks." And he didn't listen. He kept, he didn't back off. No, quote unquote, no. helping. No. And so then that's she, that's privilege. That's that's privilege. Right it there. is. And then she mm-hmm. spider monkeys up the wall, and Jenny's just she, like. She gives yep. him this look, and she's running up that wall, and I'm like, fuck yeah, you and did. He's like, it's complicated. And he looks appropriately impressed. And so this is where I was like, yeah, you didn't make it romantic. You made, you made Abby shitting upon it because, like, yeah, you're right. It was, cre- it, was, it, was it was creepy. It was creepy. And it was him not listening. It was, It's, okay, yeah, I know men and women have to interact for there ever to be anything. But, <laughs> but when when she's like, I've got it, thanks, and he ignores her. And just keeps going. Like, that's when I was like, bitch, get your gun out. Uh-huh. Yeah, yeah. She said no. So I loved this No part. and this no means no. Exactly. I don't care if it's tying a rope for her yep. or sex. No, no means, means no. no. So that was, I was really happy with that part. Also, remind me I never want to go rock climbing. Yeah, it's effort and I stuff. Would, I will. I would hurt myself very badly. Okay. You probably would. Yeah, I would. And I'm not allowed to go because of the bleeding. <laughs> oh, yeah. Bleeding bad. Yeah. yeah no. Yeah. Between um, my clumsiness and your bleeding, let's just avoid let's the whole... Let's avoid that altogether. Okay. We can just sit there with well, a there... glass of wine and watch other people do it. <laughs> there we go. And be like, oh, that looked difficult. In tight pants? In tight pants. Let's mm-hmm. do it. Let's do. Okay. Um, so then we go to uh, the boring villain hour, and um, the <laughs> hidden one <laughs> is there <laughs> with <laughs> his hourglass that I'm not really sure what he's going to do with. Um, and this is when... Pandora comes and she's like, I've recovered another fragment of the box. And both of us are like, what, what the, the ever-loving f- fuck is this now? Was she just pulling them out of her ass? Does she have them all just hidden around like, the place? Like, so the box wasn't destroyed. Apparently not. So there are other pieces around. And this is really the first we're hearing of it because we've had that one piece. For like three episodes. Three, yeah, at least three episodes. Yeah. And so I'm like, why would you blow the thing up only to reassemble it? Like, I just, Whatever. So already this, I have a bad taste in my mouth with these two. And so um, this is when she puts the two pieces they have together. And she's like. Did she do it or did he do it? Uh, I thought he did it. I thought she did it. Hmm. I don't know. Okay. Um, And then this is when she's like. Now every creature will hear their beacon. And I was like. I thought they did already. I know right. Well, I'm, I'm really unclear on the plan here. <laughs> I think they are too. Um, And so he's like. Oh, I'm down to the last of my energy and my magic, and oh, I feel like I need a I need a snack again. And um, I thought he was re- that he was recovering, that he, he was, was supposed too. to be. You know, he's got this little taste of energy, and he's supposed to be resting and recovering his power, like he was going to get better over time because he's not doing shit. So and that's why he's not doing shit. So now he has to absorb these creatures in order to regain his to reabsorb power. Although. When he was talking about his brother, he did mention that his brother got his power from the creatures that were in the box, right? But see, like, to me, that is completely goes against any mythology. Like, a god oh, is Oh, like, a, okay, now if you want to go with the well, like, logic... But, like, but a god is a god is a god. It's not like I my power has to be renewed or whatever. Well, then wouldn't he have to continue to absorb creatures Forever? Forever? Exactly. You're like, going to run out of creatures. Why are there still monsters left from when he was a god before? Like, uh, the whole thing just doesn't make any sense. Um, and so he's bitching, basically, is what it comes down to. Well, yeah, um, And so Pandora's like, oh, but honey, now the box is going to bring you snacky snacks. And, um, Scooby snacks? And so you can feed and then you can 
restore my box. And he's like, listen. <laughs> he's like, listen, don't get selfish with me, Missy. And then he's like, um, all will be made whole eventually. But me first. Basically is what it came down to. Mm-hmm, and I'm just mm-hmm. like, you are such an asshole. He is. Um, and she, and it's in this scene that you could tell Pandora cares more about more about that box yeah. than she cares about him. Which I think is very interesting because that's the first glimpse we've had tell, of that. And I was just like, tell, okay. She is done with his shit. Yeah, she is. And I don't blame her because no. he's horrible. Yes. Uh, Pandora, you are better than that. And that's why, that's why I'm to the point where I'm like, why did you even summon his ass back? You could have been just tooling around Earth. I still don't understand why she brought him back. With your powers, hanging My love. Out. My love. She's doing pretty the, damn good without that him. That was the first phrase of this scene. My love. And I was like, fuck. I know. Fuck. Yeah. So so we go to um, uh, Jenny and Joe in... Uh, or no, we go to Abby um, uh, at the archives. I was trying to skip um no and no she finds ichabod there and she makes a willy wonka reference and he understands it well i have uh dubbed this particular set mm-hmm. because it's the archives but it's not the archives right this is uh crane labs inc oh i like that yeah I this like is that. crane labs inc um the reference to willy wonka mm-hmm. goes back to the netflix i should never have gotten that netflix subscription yeah. from the first scene which i thought was hilarious yeah so yeah, this is this is Crane Labs Inc. Okay, I like it. I would like to work there. Um, and so he's there looking at the symbol, and um, he's basically like, "I ain't got shit on this." <laughs> and so I found this guy, Professor Cranston, that I'm going to talk to, who specializes in this, and we think he can analyze it. He's got a lab in Rochester, and Abby's like, "Um, you know, I have that training thing this weekend," and he's like, "Oh, well, I'll postpone it." And she's like, "No, you know what? You go on your trip. I'll go on my trip. It'll be fine." And I'm like, "Don't split up." Um, Rule number one. And so she said something like, um, "Jenny and Joe are also doing their own thing. There's a Sumerian artifact well, they're chasing down." She originally mentioned to take Jenny with him. And then she's like, "No, you can't do that because they're doing their own right. thing." Right. Um, so at least we were establishing what each piece was doing exactly so and that was cool. and that crane can be independent to a fashion. to himself of himself without you know outside of the group that he's a person outside yeah. of this group which i think is kind of important to establish for his character yeah um but so here's my question okay how is crane getting there did they buy Again, him a, i don't know did joe buy him a car is he going to walk all the way to Drawchester? <laughs> does he have a license well, they did teach him how to drive. I but know, in but order for him to get a license, he has to be a citizen. But he has a passport. Oh, you're right. To he get a license. A, citizen, a citizen of the United States. He would need to be a citizen. Yeah, I think he does. Doesn't he? I think so. That sounds legit, right? I mean, to get a... Like, well, I, 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 as, I, as a United States citizen, could not go over to England and get a British... I don't know. Could you? ...driver's license without... Papers? I, like, I don't know how all that being, works. I don't know. He has a motorcycle now. He can get a motorcycle. You can get a motorcycle license pretty easy. Yeah. But he, but you to like have a state issued ID, you'd have to. Yeah, because you have to take your social security card. Yeah. They don't put your social security number on your license anymore, but, but you have to have a card. It. Yeah. Which means you have to verify you're a citizen. I don't know. It's been so long since Maybe I like took a driver's a license. <laughs> he's taking the bus. Uber? He's gonna Uber it. <laughs> he's gonna Uber he's it. He's gonna Uber it. See there, but see. 
tell us that. Yeah, because that's that's true. That's a logistic that's question. A, that's a bit of a of Because not only stretch. does he get to Rochester, he gets back to where Abby is later. In like two seconds. Yeah. Where I'll, I got to complain about that when we get there. So he okay. talks about... Um, Colonel Rochester. Yeah, he bitches about, like, he knew the guy, and he doesn't deserve having a city named after him, and Abby's like, you've never been there. And I was like, ooh, that's a slam on Rochester. Because there was a serious lack of research. Yeah. His name is Nathaniel Rochester. Oh, my God. (laughs) so funny. He was born in Westmoreland, Virginia, on February 21st, 1752. Okay. He was a businessman and a slave owner. Oh, I don't like it. In Maryland from 1783 to 1810. So I can't seem to find any connection between him and Ichabod. Okay. With Ichabod's circle of Benjamin Franklin and George Washington and yeah. Paul Revere and Betsy Ross. Um, Who we have not seen in two episodes and it's been great. Shh. Shh. They'll hear Don't you. Jinx it. They'll hear you. Uh, he did uh, settle... In New York State, and thus, you know, Rochesterville. Right. Um, but that was in 1818. Oh. So I went and looked back at the uh, the Ichabod timeline. Like you do. Like you do. That You know, the one we posted. Yeah, the one that was actually back given to us by the show. The season, I think it was the mid-season finale, the Noctus Overm, whatever. Yeah. Um, that post. I went and looked at the timeline, and it doesn't match up. Because that was, 1818 was well after Ichabod. Right, was sleeps. Shipped out. Yeah. So I I can find no connection that it would be whatsoever possible yeah, that Ichabod those. would ever have met Rochester. Well, apparently he was a douche, so. So, okay. <laughs> but I looked him up. I know. And, he's, I'm and he was proud. a colonel. He was a colonel. Okay. Well, he was, in fact, something. a colonel. So. That's something. Okay. So now you can go to Joe and Jenny. Okay. Now we can go and Joe, to Joanny. Joanny. I don't even like the ship name. It I don't hurts. Either. It's not even a fun ship name. Um, and so uh, this is when Jenny's basically sh- striking out on finding out about the Sumerian artifact. They don't even know what it is. Um, they just know it's going to go up for auction the next night. I think it's a huge assumption that it's Sumerian. Yeah. To me, but whatever. Yeah. Um, and so this is when they find out that the, there's it's an anonymous seller and there's a $10,000 minimum reserve to even get in the auction. Well, Jenny's n- like, uh, you can afford that, baby, can't you? And he's like, yeah, I bought you a trailer because I could afford it. And she's like, oh, Jesus, let's not talk about that. And he's like, no, I re-. like, but at least we got like, I'm they not talked saying, about feelings. Well, saying, okay. Joe talked about. Yeah, I'm not saying the logic was sound, but there was logic behind it. He really did mean well. Here's my takeaway. Okay. Joe has been sucked into the supernatural world. Yes. Pretty full frontal, all, you know, hold, no holds barred. Yep. Just slammed right into it. I think he's feeling lost mm-hmm. and useless. Yeah. And he wanted to do something that had meaning. Yeah. He saw an opportunity. And he took it. And he took it, thinking yeah. here was his chance to be useful. F- to someone to he show loves. To someone he's showing Jenny that yeah. he's, here, I can help provide for you and make your life easier. Here, I can help you. Yeah. But he still shouldn't have touched your stuff. No. And that's basically what it comes down to is don't ever touch my stuff again. But it's it's sweet. And I'm glad they I'm glad they talked about it. And I'm glad they it. talked to I Well, I think it's, imp- I mean, and Jenny, and he does... I mean, Jenny's pretty, you know, takes the reins and 
leads them on and that's her world and he's full into her world yeah but he just wants i think maybe he feels like he's losing some of his identity could be as to who joe corbin is before he came into this world of the supernatural yeah yeah and i thought that was just his character character development yeah what and and it didn't become the trailer thing happened in one episode and it's never ever ever referenced yeah because I think they oh, yeah might don't destroy the table. I apologize. Okay. Um, chords. Mm-hmm. Um, I, but I I think that was yeah I think was that good. was good. I think it was all feeling. Good. They're talking. Yeah. Everybody's talking. Yeah. Um, and so this is when I immediately make like a horrible loud sigh and a snide comment. You did. I could hear you. Reynolds is Across addressing the all the agents, and he's like, they'll be working in teams, but like he, it kills me because he's like. I know it's been a long time since a lot of us have done survival episode uh, or uh, training since. I mean, for me, it's been way back since the academy, and I was like, that was six months ago. Like, way, it's, it's been, been long. So now it's long. been longer than six months. It's been longer than six months because Abby was missing for a month, so that's seven months. Okay. Ooh. And then the show started, so it could be nine months. So long. It's been less than a year. Um, I'm trying. Here. I just don't like him. Uh, nothing know. you say Nobody can make does. me like him. Nobody likes him or Lincoln. Yeah, um, that's a different and show. So th- there's this guy, Robbie Malone, that's there, and he's a wilderness guide. And um, and you know he did. Yeah, exactly. Because I'm like, oh, you're not an agent. You're gonna die. He should have had a red shirt. He had a. Did she have a red shirt? I think he did. Oh, good. He had a red something. I think it was a shirt though. May have been like plaid. Yeah, but still. Um, and so he's like, uh, I've given you a map. Uh, showing a waypoint everybody has 48 hours to get there okay 48 hours that's important 48 yep. hours 48 hours to get to this waypoint 48 hours so assuming that they should get there before 48 hours is up yes yes that's Im- okay moving on um and so then they uh they check their team assignments and abby and sophie are paired up <gasps> i know i was like no you think both of their names were in the lead-in uh intro i know and they're with some other guy named Ramirez. And I'm, I was like, okay. And Ramirez is in the hospital with appendicitis. And guess who's going to be on their fucking team? I guess they, at least they didn't completely set it up. Yeah, it wasn't like. They're like, yeah, okay, that's too ladies. easy. Yeah. No, it was yeah. too easy. They made an excuse. So. Yeah. So again, the awesome kick-ass women have to carry Reynolds' dumb ass. Um, um, because he's on their team now. And Abby's like, oh, okay. And then they walk off and Sophie's like. This is going to be awkward. I love Sophie. I, like, I really oh, do like Sophie. Bless her heart. Yeah. Even even Sophie's like, oh, Jesus. That poor baby. Yeah. Um, and so this is when, <laughs> this is when Abby, Sophie, uh, and apparently they've got the nature guide with them, which that's convenient. I don't know. I uh, See, and that's the thing. I didn't get, did every team have a nature person with them? I think so. Because he said, I'm one of. Okay. Because okay, otherwise that was an so unfair advantage I, for, I, for the head of the office. Yeah. I, I get the assumption that he is the head dude in charge of the wildlife people. Okay. Um, okay. So I, I'm assuming, because he said one of. Yeah. So I'm assuming that there are several. So I guess there would be one with each team. Good. Um, I so. I feel this is in, important to say because it was funny at the time. <laughs> Um, I have been camping. Yeah. I know. Shocking. I know. I I really can't wrap my brain around that with and, you. And like, I have been serious camping. Like for reals camping. Like not say survival type camping. But like in a tent with. But like seriously in, in a tent. Kind of. Yeah. Uh, it's a really long story and I'll tell it to you one of these days. Um, 
but yeah, like a car full of actual camping gear and tents and, and stuff. Um, but let's just say I've paid my dues to the gods of tents and tin pans. Yeah. Okay. I thought that was funny. That was cute. Um, and so I have, it's, 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 it's no fun. Uh, no but I do there. think Sophie's, well, you haven't gotten to that part yet, so. Go ahead. Sophie, what now? Sophie, no, I haven't, okay. no, you haven't got to that part yet. Oh, okay. Um, it's coming up, though. So, the four of them are heading through the woods, mm. and this is when um, Abby and Sophie start talking to each other because Reynolds and this other guy are hanging back, and I'm like, good, um, leave his ass behind. Um, and they're like, um, they, they're talking about how they haven't spent much time in the wild, and um, because they're both like, this is kind of not my thing. And... Um, and so Sophie starts talking to her about the catacombs and she's like, did you really ever think you'd escape? And I love it because Abby's like, and they're talking. Yeah. And Abby's like, um, Ichabod, I knew Ichabod would come and get me. And I was like, mm. I was just like, Oh my God. Um, and so they talk about, um, Sophie dealing with intro- being introduced to this world and her, how she helped out Ichabod and, and While Abby's Abby like, and- thank you for that. Yeah. And- and so she kind of she kind of fills her in on the whole parent business, and um, and so this was kind of nice because we we never really got to see them be introduced to each other like or bonding in, on any now level. Now that Sophie knows about this stuff, and yeah. So that was kind of uh, cool. I think Sophie's monster face was hilarious. Oh my god, it was precious. She's like this. She's like no, 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 no. It was like this. And she's pulling. It was really cute. It was hilarious. But what I love about the scene is it's women supporting women. Yes. It, there was no cattiness. None. There was there was absolutely none of no that. Je- no jealousy of Mm-mm. Sophie helping out Mm-mm. Ichabod. Abby's just a- appreciative, which I think that's beautiful. Because there's so often that they pit women against women. Yeah. Uh, again, women don't need no man. Yeah. Just... I feel very strongly about it. I do too. And I think that was really great. So, um, but That's I, probably why I like this scene so much. Yeah. Oh, yeah. It was, I was just it was like, a very yeah. strong, strongly written scene. Yeah. Um, the, and a man wrote this episode. Mm-hmm. Um, but I also would like to say that that's the lipstick I wear when I go hiking. Yeah. Yeah. They were quite, quite. They were quite made up. up. Yeah. Yeah. I mean, they showed, when they showed Abby in the catacombs, no makeup. Yeah. Or at least she appeared to not have makeup yeah, on. Yeah, because she obviously has makeup on. But yeah. But here art she, to making it look like you're not wearing it. Exactly. And then again, you know, for camera and yeah. HD and all that garbage. Yeah. But I mean, Abby is very obviously wearing this shiny lipstick. And I'm like, yeah, that's the color I wear. And she's got some nice eye makeup and going on. And that's, you know, and, because yeah. it's it's got to be, you know, waterproof mascara. Yeah. Because what if it rains? Yeah. Why? Yeah, again, why do why? they have to have women with makeup? Yeah. Women do not wear makeup near that often. No. Unless they want to. But usually not in those kind of situations because you're going to get all sweaty and gross. No. Yeah. But anywho. Um, yeah. And yeah. so Abby's like, um, or, or uh, Sophie kind of tells her that being involved in the supernatural has kind of been a comfort for her because of everything that happened with her parents. And Abby's like, yeah, but the supernatural's taken a lot away from me, and it's taken a long time to get to a good place with it. And she's kind of happy that Sophie has gotten something good from it. Aww. So I was like, this is great. Um, so meanwhile, uh, this Robbie guy and Reynolds, who continues to be boring, um, are they're behind the, the the women, and they find this old well that's been broken open, and it's like it's got all these markings around the side of it, and um. Robbie conveniently explains that, oh, well, the Dutch settled this area in the 1600s and yada, da, 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 da. Um, if we can back up a second. Sure. 
uh the wildlife dude yeah uh says something about moss growing on the north side of trees yeah is that bullshit um well i asked the closest thing i have to an expert google uh no my daughter oh who attended Oh, the one who lived in a yurt the one who lived in a yurt for a year and attended a wildlife uh, wilderness survival program for a year in washington state oh my god for a year she participated in this program that's why she was there um, she lived in that year for a year as part of the program. It was, it was the community that the students lived in. And so she's been on survival trips like this. She went yeah. on, like near the end of the program, she went for a week, no phones, the whole nine, just like this, but she was gone for a week and they That's had to like live a off, horror movie in and of itself. I believe they had to live off the land and... <sighs> And blah blah blah, wow. but anyway, so but that's I, still pretty cool. Yeah, I mean, it was for me and you. It's a nightmare, but yeah. it's what she wanted to do. Yeah, and we're those kind of people, though. And she survived it, and she's a better person for it, I'm sure. So I asked her. Yeah. So the closest thing I have to an expert is somebody who's done it for a year. Yeah, that's a pretty damn good expert. Yeah. She says, and I quote: "Technically, it's a fact, but rarely reliable for telling direction." Okay. Moth is more likely to grow on the north side, but it's not a hardcore, solid, gonna happen every time thing. Yeah, it's too. So iffy. these are the words of an expert. It's too iffy. To, it's too iffy to, to stake base your, your direction on, or to stake your life on. Yeah, especially when you have a compass. Yeah, yeah. But yeah, it's it's one of those things. Well, uh, yeah, north moss grows on the north side of trees. You've heard it all your life. Well, is it really true or not? Yeah. Yes, and yet. No. <laughs> so, with your life depending on it, follow the sun. Yeah. There you go. So, and then the Dutch uh, did settle in that time that period. Early. And, yeah. Cool. In the 1600s, it was the Dutch. Um, and so, this is when um, Reynolds is like, hey, that cover was <laughs> just recently broken open and it's from the inside. Oh, and, dear. And so, Robbie takes some pictures of it and they sent it to the rangers because it's got to be marked as a hazard. Well, um, sure. Sure. And they move away just as something comes up out of the well. And I was like, they all did. And I'm like, what did I What did I uh, text to you, I think, repeatedly? Like, push him over a ravine or something? Something like that, yeah. yeah. I was like, I was like, ooh, Reynolds can have an accident and he can die. That would be awesome. Yeah. We were kind of hoping for it. I mean. And then I, w- <laughs> and then I took it a step further and I was like, and then Frank can come back. Yes. Yes. Because, you know, we that's all where my brain goes. Frank uh, to come back. Um, and so this is when Reynolds catches up with Abby, and um, uh, very quickly re- we realize that his dumbass is lost because they've been walking in circles. This looks familiar. And um, she gives him way more credit than I think she should have because she's like, "Well, he is you know, the boss, I don't so care. He's an asshole." That's true. Um, and so this is when he uh, he gives her. He's like, "Well, you want to try it?" And Abby's like, "Okay." So she she's looking at the compass and the map and. Um, and she's like, I'm glad you're on my team. And she's like, you know, I think it's, um, after everything I've gone through, I think it's good that I, I know I can't tell you. There are things I can't tell you, but I'm, I'm glad we can, might have a chance to She talk. is far too nice for her own good. She is. And um, so she's glad that they'll have time to actually talk together. And I'm like, you have no intention of telling him everything. I don't no. know wh- why you're, you know, let's talk. No. But whatever. Um, and so this is when Jenny and Joe go to this auction and I refer to the auction in my notes as the shinding. Oh, the shindig. The fancy shindig. That's nice. Yeah, yeah. 
Um, <laughs> I thought you'd like that. I did. I did indeed. Um, and so this is when they run into somebody Jenny knows, Hans Christinger. And um, he uh, he knows Hans Jenny. Hans Christ- Wasn't that Christ- a, didn't he write no, fairy tales? Hans Christian Andersen. Okay. This is Just checking. Completely different. Just checking. Sort of. Um, it's a reference. You know it is. So um, he, uh, you know, she introduces him to Joe and I, Hans is like, oh, as in Joe Corbin. As in August Corbin's son. Oh, okay. Hmm. And um, mm, yeah, it's good. Yeah, it's good. And so um, he uh, <laughs> he starts talking to them about the artifact and um, he's like, oh, it's got some intriguing characteristics. And this yeah, is, it does. And this is when the auctioneer like dramatically unveils it. <gasps> dun, dun, dun. And it's a piece of Pandora's box. Dun, dun, dun. And Jenny says it really loud. She's like, that's a piece of Pandora's box. You know, because nobody around her can hear her like at Jenny. all. And Jenny I, has no chill. None. Yeah. She needs some Netflix. <laughs> um, but you, you pointed out to me that there they were at this fancy shindig and Jenny's still pulling on a beer. Yep. I thought that was great. Like Jenny, like Joe was too. She, they, for the record, there was no need to impress anybody. There was just like, "Yep, I'm here. This is what I am," and I kind of like that. And she, no, she's not going to sip on a glass of wine just to yeah. If she wants say face, she she's drinking a beer. And I really do think it was another bottle of that Samuel Adams. It looked like the same label. I still need to taste that. I thought we had some. No, the blueberry kind. I thought we had some blueberry. Mm-mm. All right, I have not seen it. Should be out soon. Uh, yeah, because it's, it's that time of year. It's almost season. So, so. Um, and so this is when, you know, they're like, oh, my God, it's part of the box. <laughs> and it's kind of like glowing and shit. And Joe's like, oh, shit, it still has some energy to it. And Jenny's like, can oh. nobody see this? Yeah. And Jenny's like, um, so if Pandora gets it, that's basically bad. She says, she says the hidden one and Pandora will be unstoppable. And I'm like, you have no evidence to that. That's not the whole box. No. Whatever. Um, So, before we continue, I did want to let folks know that they can continue to talk to us um, at randomtpodcast at gmail.com. Yes, we love hearing from you guys. We really do. We really, really do. Uh, But you can also get to us on... You can get to us. That sounded terrible. Yeah. On Twitter at randomtcasts. Uh, And on Tumblr at randomtpodcast.tumblr.com. Yeah. And we're now on Facebook. Yes, we are. That would be facebook.com slash randomtpodcasts. Or if you don't want to remember literally any of that, all you have to do is remember our website, randomtpodcast.com. Yeah. And while you're at our website, because you can stream all of our podcasts directly from the pod pod site... (laughs) Wow. <laughs> you knew it was going to happen sooner or later. Yeah, it was. It Have was you inevitable. met me? Um, all of our podcasts directly from the website because there are other podcasts other than just Sleepy Hollow. Yeah, we also do Gotham and we do uh, Agents of S.H.I.E.L.D. We do. And we just wrapped up uh, season two of Agent Carter, which we're really hoping will get renewed. Yes. Um, and we also do, uh, as Joe mentioned, random movies and Marvel Cinematic Universe movies. The Marvel Cinematic. Oh, I can't wait for Civil War. I know. Mm. I know. It's going to hurt so good. Um, and then I think that's it. And then this one. And as far as podcasts go. Yes. Yeah, as far that's as it. Yeah. Go. Yeah. Um, so, but also one thing that you can get to on our website is, uh, our sponsor, which is unofficial natural fandom, fandom fragrances. Yeah. You almost did. You jinxed so it. You jinxed it. I did. Um, and what they are is they are essential oil fragrance sprays. Um, and we actually brought some 
into the room with us so we could remember to talk about more than the ones we always just talk about. Um, and so I am looking at Jon Snow right now, and it is Clove and Cypress and Wintergreen, and it's from Muscle Health. Jon Snow. And it smells so good. Take a whiff. It's also for knowing nothing, apparently. It's good stuff. I it like this good. one. I do enjoy it. Um, it's almost... It, the White Walker, which was limited edition, and I'm sorry oh. you can't get it, find it right now, um, was very minty because Mentor yeah. is coming. Mentor is coming. So, um, well, I'm ho- we do talk about Dumbledore a lot, but you I always know what it's for. I, and I actually have the bottle with me, and uh, Dumbledore is lemon, bergamot, and Lang Lang, um, which helps to promote relaxation. Right, and it literally smells like old books and, and lemon drops. It does. Um, and then I also have Dean, which is red cedar black pepper and myrrh and it is for improving digestion yeah that would be dean from supernatural dean winchester yeah saving people this is one of the first Hunting ones i things. got because me I, too because i got team free will uh on their kicks not their kickstarter but whatever they used to start the Indiegogo uh crowd crowdfunding crowdfunding or whatever something it was. like that yeah. whatever they used yeah because they're just they're almost a year old yeah i bet you you know they're gonna have some sales at their year their year anniversary they do. I hope they do because I need Han Solo like bad. Yeah, you do. Because Han, Han, Han Solo smells good. Yeah, he's so good. I think he's for balance. I don't care what I he's remember for. correctly. He smells like space oil. Yeah, he does. So, I mean, guys, they they cover all kinds of uh, fandoms. They got Supernatural, Sleepy Hollow. No, no Sleepy Hollow. No. What did I just say? Supernatural. Yeah. Sherlock. It starts with an S. Doctor Who, Doctor Disney Who. Princesses, Nightmare Before Christmas, Hogwarts stuff. Pirates of the Caribbean. Pirates of the Caribbean. Um, Marvel now, we've got some Marvel stuff. You can pick your side with Captain America or Iron Man. Team Cap. All the way. Uh, Team and Bucky so, Barnes. Yeah, like, and if you use the coupon code on our website, Random Tea Podcast, no S, you can get uh, 10% off an order of $5 or more. And I actually got that one correct. Yeah, you did. Uh, usually I say you can get $5 off an order of 10% or more. <laughs> hey, you know, whatever works. Uh, <laughs> and they, these, they're, they're two ounces. They come in these little amber bottles because they're essential oils. All natural essential oils, mind you. They're very picky about the ingredients they use. They are. And they're suspended in water. And they're not perfumes. They are fragrance. Um... And the the prices range because of the uh, ingredients that's in them. Yeah. It's not that they're charging more for one bottle or another bottle because of the name. It has to do with what goes into them. And they, they price these as reasonable as they possibly can. They want them to be affordable. Yeah, they really do. Uh, you can also buy them in, uh, they have bundles. Yeah. Like the Team Free Will bundle like yeah. you were talking about, which yeah. is Sam Dean and Castiel. From Supernatural. They also have their Twisted Lovers bundle, which is Joker and Harley Quinn. I have that one. Yeah, you do. Uh, I can't think of any others. The, the You can get all four Hogwarts houses. Yeah. And uh, the Doctor Who bundle, which is 9, 10, 11, and 12, is the Time Lord. Because it's made with time. Because they're all time-based. T-H-Y-M-E. They're time. And I laughed for about five years I when know. they first announced it. I was like, oh my God, that's perfect. These are made by fans for fans, and we love them. Yes. So, so yeah. check them out. So check them out. Support our sponsor, because they support us. Um, And one other by thing. By giving us stuff. Yeah. One other thing before we before we go back to the recap is if you are liking what you're hearing on whatever, if you're listening to us on iTunes or Stitcher or Pocket Cast or wherever, um, we would just ask that you leave us a review and a rating. 
Um, High five, if, stars. If you're feeling froggy, because that's going to help other people find us. Yeah, it is. And if you're on the Tumblr's, you know. If, us, if, man. Yeah, if you, um, you know, subscribe to notifications to us on Tumblr and Twitter. I don't know about Facebook. Can you do that on Facebook? I don't know. You can uh, like us on Facebook. You can like us. Um, if you subscribe to notifications, you know exactly when our podcast drops. So you can be one of the first people to listen to us. Which, by the way, we have a record-breaking number again. Yeah. Third week in of a row? Su- yeah. Third or fourth week? Yeah. Of subscribers. So we're excited. Spread the word. Tell tell people about us. We appreciate it. Yeah. Thank you. Okay. Um. So this is when we go back to the fucking woods. And um, they're making like a lean-to or something for the night. I, I don't know. He was sharpening a stick. And I couldn't tell if they were trying to make a... Like a spear. Uh, like, I don't know what they were a doing. A spear or if he was trying to make like a post for a, a shelter or what. I don't know. Because he was... I don't know. Um, and so this is when uh, Robbie hears like a like a twig snap, and of course I'm like, "Oh, honey, you're probably dead." And um, this creature comes out and it bites it bites him rather savagely. Um, and Abby and Sophie run over and attack it, um, and uh, but it runs off and it's super fast and it's like um, they're hiding the 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 effects. Yeah, yeah, because uh, they're like make it really dark. Um, <laughs> Go really, really fast. You won't be able to see how terrible it is. Yeah. And so they try to treat Robbie. And this is when Reynolds comes over and he's like, herp derp Do you know what he looked like, the monster looked like, though? What? Hive from Marvel. It actually did. And what did you call it? Evil Groot? Evil. Uh, uh, he looked like Evil Groot. Yeah. <laughs> he was Evil Groot. Evil Groot. Um, and so um, this is when uh, Reynolds comes over because, of course, he didn't see shit. And, uh, I know, right? convenient. And um, Sophie's like, yeah, it was a Coyote. coyote. <laughs> And they chased it off. And um, so they're like, oh, my God. Because uh, Robbie has an emergency cell phone. But it's well, broken. Well, of course. It's a sat phone. Yeah, it was broken in the, which, in the, in the attack, which the, is terribly convenient. The fact that it broke by him falling on it is not believable. No. They would have a much more durable phone in that sort of an environment. Yeah. If there's an emergency situation, I mean, that's your only communication with the outside world. It would have been more believable to me if they the sat phone was in uh, good condition and they made a call for help Mm -hmm. but it was going to take time for help to get there yeah that would have been a believable story but the fact that the sat phone was broken conveniently conveniently yeah didn't float with me yeah um and so so they're like wah wah we don't have the phone and sophie's like she's gonna stay with robbie while uh uh reynolds and abby build a stretcher for him and um Abby's like, oh, yeah, lead the way. Sophie and I'll carry it the first shift because basically they need to get him up ahead so they can plan what they're going to do because they're the only mm -hmm. ones getting shit done around here. Well, Sophie turns investigator. Yeah, she does. While they're gone. She does. Putting together the the cot or there's a word for that. Yeah, because she she looks at the images on Robbie's uh, camera and um, she knows. And and again, like I know it's terribly convenient, just like Ichabod's uh, eidetic memory is terribly convenient but at least we have a basis for her knowing this stuff is that you know she had an archaeological background and so she's like oh this is written in Dutch and there's this word verslinder which means the one who devours um okay so let's talk about verslinder very very well verslinder is actually a Dutch word that means devour okay Tra- directly translated means devour so I tried you know looking up um Verslander lore. I tried looking up anything that could possibly be uh, 
construed as something construed as um that so i found this website which i can post a link to it but fair warning it is in german okay so you'll have to translate it and i know it's in german because it uses the word wessen and i've watched a lot of grim oh my god and they do a lot of german in grim and will wessen is german for a creature so anyway <laughs> god, you're such a nerd this is why we're friends so uh in my search for this word yeah the only the only websites I could find it well Dutch and German are very very closely related. Yeah. So anyway, it's uh, top ten chimera, which chimera. is C H I M A E R A chimera. Okay, mm-hmm. which it's hybrid mythological creatures. Which is what I was trying to. What were we watching that I was trying to like? Mm-hmm. I think it was Sleepy Hollow. Kind of Sleepy Hollow, probably Sleepy Hollow. Yeah, because it was with this the janked up Jersey Devil. Yeah, yeah, I was yeah. Like, yeah, is yeah. it Chimera? Yeah, yeah. Well, uh, this is the top 10. Okay. This is a top 10 listing. Well, I'm only going to talk about one of them. Okay. Because it's where the word, uh, vis- whatever that word is, Vizindur. Verslinder. Thank you. Uh, appeared. But it appeared in a sentence, not necessarily as like a name or anything. Okay. So it's uh, Amit. A-M-M-I-T. Really? Amit is the devourer or soul eater. In quotes, it is a demon from the ancient Egyptian mythology. Of course, Amit is a woman because, yes, women are usually thought, though not always, as bad influence in mythologies. Yeah, we is. Uh, Amit, particular in addition to its insatiable hunger for human souls, it was her appearance. She was, in fact, part lion, part hippopotamus, and part crocodile. Oh my gosh, this is way cooler than the stupid Jersey Devil. So apparently, from looking at this picture or, or drawing of her, it's a crocodile head. Mm-hmm. A lion's front half, although it looks more leopard because it's spotty, and then a hippo's back end. Okay. Which is just weird. <laughs> because you've got a the crocodile. crazy. Which is what, an amphibian? Yeah. And no. You, well, hippo's not amphibian. They're no, mammals. no, no. Crocodile. Oh, crocodile. The crocodile. The lizard. I don't, yeah. Reptile. Rep- it's a reptile. Yeah. Uh, crocodiles are reptiles. And then you've got the mammal. Mm-hmm. And then you've got the pachyderm. Yeah. What the fuck were those Egyptians smoking? Lots of apparently fun stuff. That's what I want to know. But it's the fact that I did the search for this word. I put use the word the slender myth. Yeah, and that's what and you. This site came up, and the fact that it was an Egyptian mythology really triggered. I was like, oh, that's yeah. kind of cool. Yeah. So it's obviously it's not what they're talking about, but so it's just the word in and of itself that they're borrowing. Okay. Um. To me, this this smacks of la- laziness because it's like whatever, just pick a Dutch word and it's a monster, and there you go. There's only devour. S- there are only so many mythologies out there to work with, though. There has to be an end somewhere. But I would somewhere. rather do this than do something else wrong, like pick a chimera and then fuck it up. Like using actually using a mitt. Yeah, yeah. Uh, I'm yeah. just janking it all up because they've so. never done that before. Not. I just thought that was cool. Yeah. Um, so they start going through the woods and Abby's like, hey, this monster's following us, by the way. And Sophie's like, let's tell Reynolds because we might all die. And Abby's like, yeah, no. no. Um, because <laughs> getting somebody involved in this could ruin his life. Plus, Reynolds sucks. Um, it's not what she said. That's, that's, that's what my subtitle said. Okay. Um, and so she Close calls, captioning, man. And she calls Reynolds over and she's like, oh, I'm tired. Um... And uh, because she she's 
told Sophie that she's like, listen, I'll take care of this shit. And so Reynolds is like, oh, hang back and rest. And uh, he's like, Sophie, do you need to rest? And she's like, no, I'm good. We can we can continue carrying Robbie. Um, and so this is when uh, Reynolds comes back and Abby says that, you know, you know, she needs a break and da da da. And so uh, she's like, go on ahead. Uh, far away. Ahead. Go away. Go away. And um, he's like, yeah, just catch up when you catch your breath. And she goes in the exact opposite direction. Yeah. Because um, she's going to go search for this thing. And she remembers um, she starts because uh, uh, this whole half of the season has been her getting flashbacks of her previous stuff at inappropriate times. And so she's getting flashes of her almost letting Ichabod die because of the symbol. I- <clears throat> I think it's kind of a a symptom of a withdrawal yeah. to the symbol. Yeah. Um she recovers really quickly, but I want to I want to ask you a question. Okay. Should they have told him or should they not have told him? In your opinion, were you in that situation? Don't tell us. I know you don't. don't I know you hate Daniel. But I would say not tell him. You would say not tell him? Yeah. Why? Be too confusing. Mm, so they have to explain to him while still trying to kill this monster. I yeah, I think it would be. I agree with you, but I think it would be because it would be too hard to convince him, mm-hmm. and then that would put him in more danger. Because it's one thing if he actually sees something, right? And then they have to go, "Hey, guess what's a thing? Yeah. All of this." Explaining to him afterward, being like this monster attack. If he him, saw it, would be simpler. Think they were both crazy. Yeah, because there's no way they could prove it, and. Yeah. And once they damage their um, reliability mm-hmm. in the situation, he wouldn't trust them or rely on them at all. Yeah. So. Um, so this is when, uh, you know. But I do want to point out that Abby leaving Sophie alone with Daniel shows that Abby trusts Sophie enough yes. not to tell him, even yes. though she thinks she should. Yes. So I thought that that is good. So I like Abby and Sophie being being like teammates. I think that's really cool. And without the jealousy, exactly. without the love interest. Exactly. And you know, garbage. the only reason Jenny kind of got her back up with Sophie, it was not because of Joe. It was because Ego. you're challenging my authority in the situation. Respect my authority. Like, I know more about this than you, and I'm right. Yeah. And so... That it, was Ego. Yeah, that was, that ego. was ego. That was not... That was You're not about a man. man. Yeah, I know. Yeah. Um, and another thing, I, w- I realized at this point in the show uh, that they're showcasing Nicole again. Yeah. Yeah. And I thought that was that, that was, was really great. Cool. Yeah, she deserves to be put in the forefront in the spotlight. She does. She's Her act- I mean, we all know Tom's great. Yeah. But Nicole is. We got a lot great of Tom too. Last season. Yeah, we did. Um, and so this is when uh, the Verslinder attacks. But okay, now she he doesn't just attack. Yeah. She senses him mm-hmm. before it attacks. So yeah. her spidey sense is tingling. Yeah. And I thought that was cool. And she's able to cut his arm off, but he like regrows it like right away. Yeah. So it's it's a total oh Groot. shit kind of moment. Evil Groot. Yeah. Evil Groot, man. And um, why can't anybody hear her screaming? They're not that far away from her. I know. Um, and then this is when um, it's going to kill her, but Sophie Sophie comes and saves the day. Or maybe she um, did hear her scream. And it, and it runs away. Run away! Um, and so this is when the ladies come back to Reynolds, um, who is apparently an oblivious idiot. And um, But they're, they're walking over, and Abby's like, yeah, it's going to be pretty hard to kill this fucking thing if it can just grow shit back. I know! And so um, Sophie's like, um, you know... Supernatural has given her a lot of good um, as well because she's she's still trying to convince her, please let Reynolds in on this. But you make a really good point. Like, how are they going to explain this to Reynolds who hasn't seen anything mm-hmm. yet? 
Um, and so this is when they get back up to Reynolds and he's like, we need to make camp. And Abby's like, well, I saw an abandoned cabin nearby, which is terribly convenient. Um, and so they get inside. Well, they, it will advance the plot. Yeah, it will. So they go inside and um, Sophie gets, gets some, fi- which I will say it's more, I'm actually cooler with them finding like research material in this cabin rather than just, oh, hey, Ichabod has this random book that at the uh, archives that happens That's to talk true. about this thing. That's very true. Okay, I would like to, okay, before, at the beginning of their little escapade here, 48 hours Mm -hmm. to get from one place to another. That was their goal with the assumption they're going to get there before 48 hours. How in the fuck (laughs) are they lost already? They haven't been out there a day. Reynolds is horrible. And they're so lost that they have to go into an abandoned cabin for the night. For the night because they don't know where they have not been gone. Let's just, okay, so let's say they started, let's be generous, six o'clock in the morning. Yeah. They've been out there, let's say it's afternoon. Mm-hmm. Well, this is at night at this point. It's night. It's nighttime. So, well, okay. So that's what, six, seven, eight hours they've been out but there? But he's been taking them in circles. <sighs> yeah. he's. They've been out there less than a day. Really just incredibly horrible. Um, and so. Okay. I, I, and as, as much as that bothers me. I have the sense of direction of you do an ice cube. You do, but at least you know so, that. At least you know that, and you go. You, you need to. In this you situation, you do not give me the map and compass. Yeah, no, no. So I, I, I will freely admit that. But at least you'll admit it. The fuck, dude? They have a compass. Yeah, yeah. All right. Um, and so this is. I, it was so- incredulous. It was logical. Yeah. I don't know what I was thinking. Um, Sophie goes to get some firewood and um. Reynolds offers to go ahead and, like, try to let people know that, that Robbie's, you know, kind of not good. Because he mentioned something about him, like, he might not make it to morning. And um, this is when he goes into this big, huge, I won't lose anybody because I'm in charge. And when I'm in charge, I'm in charge. And stuff happens, and it's because I'm in charge. And Abby's like, okay. Um, and so Abby's like, by the way, I didn't disappear because of you. This didn't have anything to do with you. Mm-hmm. And he's mm-hmm. like, he's like, um, you know, there's never room in your life for anybody else. And he's like, uh, I didn't want you to go back to the FBI. And she's like, do what now? Do what, huh? Because he's the one that says he refused to turn in her resignation. And she's like, excuse me, what? But he won't elaborate. And I'm like, that's because she's an asset and they wouldn't let her leave it's so out of left field and we've never seen any hint of his resistance to her being in the fbi exactly no no what hesitant the fuck because he defends her like what was it the previous episode where it's like we're getting reports that she's unstable and he's like no she's fine Mm -hmm, mm -hmm. so that was kind of weird i mean it's really out of left field i uh i get it I get that he's mad that she ran away and that he's mad that she hasn't told him everything. Yeah. I get that. I get that him him feeling that and the way they were a couple before. Yeah, those are legitimate. And for him to explode like this, I get that. But we've seen no evidence of it leading up to this point. He's yep. been on her side, wants her back on the team, that this scene feels very forced. Yeah. Like they wanted the, the plot to turn another direction. But it's so, it's like whiplash. Yeah. Like, you're up. Yeah. The fuck? Yeah. I don't like it. 
And Reynolds thinks she's lying to herself and he's going to go get help. And I'm like, She's not lying to herself. She's just lying to you. Yeah. Yeah. Um, So so we go to the auction and uh, the bidding starts. The shindig. The shindig. Shindig. And uh, Jenny starts uh, starts it off with a $100,000 bid. Okay. Wait, 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 wait. It starts at 10. Yeah. It goes to 20. Yeah. It goes to 30. Jenny to a hundred apparently Jenny doesn't know how to auction these people have never seen a Barrett Jackson auction have they because no. yes I've you've watched those watched of course Barrett. you have I like some cars man I love me some pre- I don't even know anything about cars My I just think I'd like that shit he'll watch that stuff for hours I know nothing about the cars I just think like, they're pretty. really pretty that's pretty but then from a hundred thousand to two hundred to two hundred thousand. Yeah, yeah. But wait, yeah, because they realize that Hans is bidding against them, and then this is when Joe's like solo. No, no Hans solo. No, Hans. Damn. Solo. Yeah. Uh, and so Joe just goes straight to a million. Two hundred thousand. Yeah. To not a million. E- not even a quarter of a million dollars. Yeah. He's already sleeping with Jenny. <laughs> Like, baby, you don't have to try to... Why did he jump it? Okay, I understand we're, we've got to move the plot Joe along. Joe got excited. But... Joe was like, Joe, bid! <laughs> does he have, like, a I'm rich hard on or what? Yeah, I kind of think... That's why I'm like, how much money does he have that he can unequivocally well, drop a million, no questions well, asked? Well, he dropped 10000 just to walk in the door. That's true. Because it's a $10,000 buy-in. That's why I'm like, how much money does he have? Like, I'm very curious about this. Well, they've they've got to have... I mean, it's... Well, we've always questioned where is Ichabod? How are, they, how are we funding Ichabod? How are we paying for his cell phone? How are we paying for, you know, his clothes, his food? You know, all yeah. of that with Abby. Um, in the Avengers, it's Tony Stark has money and he's paying for everything. Yeah, There's your yeah. answer right there. Well, now Joe's rich and he can pay for everything, so they've yeah. solved that question. Yeah. But, <sighs> but he's still not being judicious with his money. Well, offshore accounts don't tend to hold like a hundred thousand dollars in them. That's true. That's because a good point. I know all about offshore accounts. Do. I'm an expert. You've watched Leverage. I've seen Leverage <laughs> a few times. Um, a lot. I know. You were watching it when I came in. Um, <laughs> and so this is when Jenny's like, well, I'm going to go close out. So apparently she has access to it. Um, and so Joe is going to, like, keep an eye on the fragment. And. Uh, okay, now wait. Okay, because wait. I didn't have enough problems with this scene. That she's going to close out? She's says she's going to close out. So she walks over to a guy with a clipboard. Yeah. Joe is still holding the burner phone that made oh, the bid yeah, yeah, yeah. as he walks over to get the box and hands it to the dude mm-hmm. in exchange for the box. But And yet Jenny's gone to close it. What? No logic. None. None. Somebody forgot who had the props. <laughs> but then this is when the magic happens. Oh my gosh. Literally. The magic and it's not good magic. Um, so Joe goes to touch the um, the casing around the fragment. And he gets a weird, like, creepy eye uh, turn white moment. And you're like, oh, this isn't good. Um, and even at this point, I had forgotten that I saw the previews. And I was like, oh, what could it mean? <laughs> <laughs> it was like two scenes later where I was like, 
Oh. <laughs> Bless you. Um, so this, this is why we're friends. Yeah. And so this is when Jenny comes up and she covers the case up and she picks it up and they're going to leave. So it's great. Um, so we get a really quick Because shot. apparently she can sign for Joe's account. Did they just hand over? She handed over a million of his dollars. She's Jenny Mills. She does what she wants. <sighs> They're like, okay, Jenny. Um, and so this is when we get a really quick scene of Pandora looking in Puddle Vision. Puddle Vision. And um, she sees Jenny and Joe and she bitches about, like, S- it's in mortal hands and you've been calling to me. So now she can see where it is? Why didn't she see it before? Is it because Joe touched it? I think it's because she was hiding from the hidden one that she knew where it was. Well, we all know she's hiding shit from the hidden one. Because but, he's a douche nozzle. But it had to have been Joe's touch. You think that like awokened it? Awoken well, it? Well, I don't even think it was even... She says, oh, mortal's touch. But I think it had to do also the fact that... Because he's monster too. The, mm-hmm. Yeah. Uh-huh. Um, and so this is when we go back to the woods. I love it when Abby says that. I know. Mm-hmm. mm-hmm. And so... Uh, we get back to the woods, and Sophie comes back to the cabin. So this, so I have this list as cabin in the woods. Cab- I still yeah. haven't seen that movie. Yeah, um, and Hemsworth. I know, right? Yeah. And so uh, she found a journal, and so it belonged to this guy, uh, Christopher Dampier, who was an English trapper, who was in the area in like 1650, and he and his brother Thomas uh, Thomas went to this Dutch trading post and got attacked by the Verslander, evil Groot. And so they were able to capture it, and they, the brothers were paid to take care of it. They're like, okay, bye. Um, so, the, this, okay. Yeah. Because I'm going to interrupt eventually, so I may as well do it now. Okay. So Christopher it. Dampier. Yeah. And his brother Thomas. Yeah. So I thought, surely, surely. Real people. We, we, we looked out on the monster. Let's check this out. I found a Thomas Dampier. Damn, whatever the fuck his name is, uh, who was a bishop, not him, and his father a dean of Durham at Durham Cathedral, Durham, 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 Durham. You've been watching Gotham too. Long. I have been watching Gotham. Uh, so his father was Doctor Thomas, who was the dean of Durham. But this was them. in. But he was the dean from like 1774 to 1777. Yeah, that's basically not them. Uh so no. So I have come to the conclusion that this Christopher and Thomas are the uh, ancestors of the uh, men of letters. Oh, there Sam you and go. Dean, gotcha. the Winchesters. I like that. The brothers. They're I'll out. Take that. They're saving people, hunting things. You know. I like that. The family business. Yeah, they're trappers slash hunters. I did find a William Dampier, who was an explorer. Um, he was baptized in 1651. And he died March of 1715. So we got the right time frame. Ish. I mean, if they were adults ish. in 1650. Well, ish. Yeah. Well, I mean, it's, it's you got anything better? I got nothing better. I know, that's true. So, but. I'm glad I'm he, surprised you found even that. He never even landed in America, so. Well, so that's that's that. Yeah. Yeah. So he, um, he was the first person to circumnavigate the world three times. Oh, well, that's pretty cool. And he was described as Australia's first natural historian. Right on, right on. He was um, the first Englishman to explore parts of what is today Australia. Cool. That's his claim to fame. He's kind of like Australia's Christopher Columbus, even though Christopher Columbus didn't actually discover America. Yeah, no, he didn't. So. There were already people here. Yeah, I got nothing. Um, so. I was hoping. So these two are completely fake. Absolutely. 
Um, nope, nope, nope. They are Sam and Dean's. Okay, yeah, they're the precursors. Ancestors. Men, are, men of letters. Come on. Um, Who are completely not fake at all. Of course not. And so, apparently, uh, Thomas's hand gets all, like, bitten off um, before they can, like, get the creature all sealed away. But uh, they do get it sealed away. They do, but he passes away shortly thereafter. Oh, Except for the thing about of. that is he kind of became, like, a worm zombie. Because then he woke back up. And so this is when... So he's so- a zombie. Yeah. yeah. And this is when Sophie's like, so it's some kind of an infection in the victims. And of course, this is right when Rob- Robbie wakes up and he's got wormy stuff coming out of his chest. So gross. Um, and he's kind of like Verslindery. And so they, they manage to to beat him unconscious, which is pretty, pretty sweet. They tie him up and um, Abby's like, okay, so there has to be a way to, to change him back. And so they, they look at the journal again, and the villagers burn the bodies. And Abby's like, yeah, we're not going to do that because he's still alive and stuff. Um, and so, but this is when Abby's like, oh, hey, there was something at the archives that I remember. Okay, so this verse lender, they're using, what, vampire lore? But he looks like a zombie no, somebody, with worms? somebody that trans, like a, like a transform kind of a monster. Well, they talk about killing the host. Yeah, it is kind of vampire That's a vampire. Actually. Yeah. Yeah. Okay, they have gone from appropriating lore to just making shit completely up. Yes. Which you know what? That's okay. That's better than I would rather twisting than, it into unrecognition. Well, twistery is one thing. Twithology drives me nuts. Yeah. Especially since Pandora's box is now Sumerian. But whatever. <sighs> um and they're still calling her Pandora. But okay. Um so they decide that they're going to kill the host because it's the source of the infection. Yada da da da. And Sophie's like, God, I wish we had some antibiotics. And Abby's like, No, but that's really smart. So, I'm guessing Abby did a lot of reading while Ichabod was away. No, wait, she was in Quantico. Yeah. So how is it that she has an encyclopedic knowledge of, of what's the in the archives? Yeah. Now if she would have been left alone for nine months. I would buy that, but you're right. She was in Quantico. She had no access to the archives when she was yeah, there. Yeah, yeah. And yeah, she has. But all she this. learned Ben Franklin's alphabet, which is really not that complicated. Yeah. Um. And so this is when, uh, Sophie's like, um, we don't have any antibiotics, and Abby's like, ha 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 ha. No. So they want to use an antibiotic to cure a monster infestation or infection. Yeah. It almost makes sense. Kind of a little bit. Because they would not have had the same medicinal knowledge in the 1600s. I mean, sure, they were much more likely to use herbal type medication, herbal remedies. Yeah. Which I'm still fond of. I should show you my books. Um, But at the same time, (laughs) just antibody. Who would have thought that to use an... Next time we run... Okay, I say next time because it's happened so often. Next time Sam and Dean run into a um, uh, a werewolf, yeah. they just need to give it some wolf's bane or some shit. Yeah. And it'll solve the whole show, it'll be right? Fine. It'll be fine. It'll be fine. Um, and so this is when we go back to Joe and Jenny and they're leaving the auction. Um, and Hans comes in and he is uh, being a douche. And he's like, I've been paid a lot of money to get that fragment. Apparently not enough to outbid them. Uh, and so Joe's like, um, well, I'll double your fee. Again, I have no idea how much, so Joe, how much money Joe has. Is Joe now Tyrion Lannister? <laughs> he is. This is such a Tyrion thing to do. What was it he said? I'll just pay you more. He's, he said to uh, Bronn. Yeah. 
He said, "Whatever. If anybody ever tries to hire you to kill me or whatever, wait. Just remember, and find me. I'll pay more. I'll pay more. Yeah. I'm like, it's Tyrion Lannister. Yeah." Um, and so, uh, Hans is like, no, I have my reputation. And I'm like, okay, whatever. And this is when Pandora shows up and she Darth Vader's Hans. <laughs> That's exactly what she um, does. Cause she does the, she does the air force mm-hmm. choke. And, um, she's like, Hey, we can still be friends if you just give me the fragment and I won't kill you. Um, and this is when Hans ends up shooting Pandora, but she force chokes him. She looks so offended. Like, uh, bitch, please. And this is when Joe and Jenny run away with the with the um, away, fragment. Run away. And so we go back to Abby, and she is mixing natural antibiotics from herbs and roots. And um, because, uh, and this was weird. Like, she says that she learned how to make medicine in the catacombs, but I see no reason for her to have made from medicine what? in the catacombs. And what did she make it from? Because as I recall, there wasn't a whole lot of vegetation. Mm-mm there and wouldn't she have had to have had to have had some that was so hard to say some some foreknowledge yeah is that the right? otherwise it was 10 months of trial and error and oh i hope i eat this and don't die if she would have said ichabod or crane taught me about this i learned about these herbs or whatever yeah. i never um, thought crane making me know this would come in handy or something or what you know he cut himself but insisted on using you know these herbs that he found in the backyard or some shit yeah. that would have been way more believable than yeah. had to make her own medicine in the other world yeah what it would have been a lot more plausible however i did um just do a quick search and of course there are herbs and and plants out there that have antibiotic type of course of course yeah uh, not not near the same as the hardcore prescription type drugs and shit right that's but, why they exist um that and drug companies but that that all that shit has to come from somewhere yeah exactly anyway um and so this is when sophie's like hey we can use a spear to dip the antibiotics in and kill this thing um and so this is when we finally get some ichabod because i was kind of bitching I was wondering where he was this whole time. Um, And so he's meeting with Professor Cranston. Such Um, a sweet, sweet nerd. I know, my little nerdy babies. And so um, he's looking at the symbol, and he's like, oh, hey, yeah, it's two pieces. And Eggbot's like, do what now? And uh, he's like, yeah, look, it's uh, it's two pieces. And uh, Cranston, uh, he has to leave the room, and Ichabod's like, wait a minute. Wait, he wait. has the tablet with him. Of course he has the tablet with and him. And the tablet's two pieces, too. Um, and there's a second inscription inside. And well, he shows, you know, they're, the two slide apart, and they yeah. show, like, a flashback of them opening up the tablet. Oh! And so there's an inscription of this, of the symbol inside. Um, and so he's like, oh, okay, really? this is not a bad symbol. And so he, um, he pulls, and this was kind of crazy. He pulls the symbol apart, mm-hmm. and he puts each piece of the symbol into the half of the of the tablet. Well, there's like open. a little indention. Yeah, there's like there's like that a little... they've we've never seen before. No, and so this is when Abby or Ichabod gets like Abby vision, and he sees her fighting the tablet monster. vision, tablet vision, tablet vision. Yeah, and uh, this is when Cranston returns, and Ichabod's like, "My partner is in trouble," and he's like, "What just happened?" So. <laughs> Uh, he's like, where, where is, she? is she? I have no I idea. Don't know. It was so dramatic. Yeah, oh my god! Um, but the things that he sees have already happened. Yeah, and he sees it flashes like one's kind of in the daylight, one's after mm-hmm. it's turned dark. So what he's seeing is not what's already what's happening right this second. Right. So tablet vision is DVR. Yes, future DVR. 
If it's in the future, it's not, you know. I thought that he's, what he saw had already happened. Or was it? Was it her first fight with the Verslinder? Because there's the one, because it was daylight. Oh, okay. Okay. So, but yeah, we don't know DDR. if it's daylight or not when we're in this. Okay, no, never mind. We don't. But still, it's not what's happening right this second. Yeah, because otherwise he would have seen her in the cabin with So, Sophie. again, it's, something. he's getting previews or it's DVR'd or some shit. Something. Um, and so this is when we go back to Joe and Jenny and they're running through this warehouse. And Thirteen? Um, no it looked like it i mean there was it a did. lot of shit in there it did it wasn't quite steampunky though no um and so this is when pandora force chokes jenny and she's really fond of the force choking and um she's seen the movies yeah she did she just got back from the movies and so she wants to do it again mm. and so this is when uh pandora's like um no one's ever gonna take power from her again which i thought was interesting because i'm like oh like your hubs did mm-hmm. like, your hubs, like like your asshole husband power did. hungry and um joe breaks up in the case and he's like here here take it because of course he'll do anything to save jenny um and as soon as he touches it it turns a different color and then he starts to turn into wenda joe and um this is when pandora's like oh shit you're you're a creature and joe slashes at her and he actually does gouge uh some uh marks mm-hmm. into her arm mm-hmm. and she runs away but without taking what, her fragment i that was more important than anything she's else. so she's scared of the wendigo didn't she control these creatures at some point no and we, now, mention, we mention it later i know but i don't i know what oh and the the blue light that they use <laughs> on joe so they didn't have to fully You're a transform monster, them. So we're going to shine some blue light on that, you. Then we don't want to pay to do the full effect of your transformation. So you're only going to kind of wend a Joe out. And then Jenny takes the fragment from him and he he transforms Sure, sure. In her arms. Mm-hmm. And so we're like, okay, just don't touch the fucking fragment. Let's Well, and he's telling that. her to run away and she's like, no. No. Of course not. Whatever. I would never. <laughs> Whatever. Yeah. Mm-hmm. Um, and so this is when Abby and Sophie go go monster hunting. And um In the backlit woods. In the backlit woods. And Sophie's like, um, you know this thing has only attacked when, when the target's been alone. And so of course they split up. No. And I'm shouting. No, don't um, do it. And it and it goes and attacks Abby and she ab- she's able to uh get her spear into its chest. Um Well now wait. I have a couple of issues, not issues, but comments about this scene. Okay. She's reciting quick and nimble, quick and nimble, quick and nimble. Yeah. She's mentioned it earlier in this episode. When she was climbing. Where did that come from and why is she suddenly chanting it? Like it's some kind of a mantra. Well, I mean, she touched on Ichabod teaching her the diet of the mind. I don't know if this has something to do with it or not, but it's just really weird. It's out of character for her. It is. She doesn't need to tell herself what a badass she is in the past. Yeah, well, and I don't like it. Yeah. But then, um, like, seconds before the thing attacks, she drops her flashlight. Yeah. Like, she knows it's coming. And she had that like kind of, she senses it. She had that kind of sense before too. In the first time she so it. is this witness power. Witness power, Spidey sense. Uh huh. <laughs> I don't know. I mean, uh, our, our our listener Tony keeps coming up with with Abby being uh, a goddess. part goddess. Yeah. But if if you take just from the show what we've been given, she's got some. She kind of is mojo. a witness. Yeah. And she has historic, she has uh, witches as an ancestors while uh, we headcanon that she is a witch. Yeah. It's they not proven on the show. But, but the that. precedent is there yeah. that she has. So here's some evident, I don't know if I'm just meddying it and giving the writers more credit than they're due. 
Well, probably, but still, it's still cool. But the fact that she drops the flashlight before actually knowing the monster is there and then attacking, it's... Like it's preparation. Exactly. Yeah. Um, And so she fights it, and um, but it does heal, uh, and it runs off. And not the good kind of heal. No. Uh, It runs off into Sophie's Sophie's direction, and Abby, like, he's coming! And um, so this is when Sophie is able to spear it. Um, and it still keeps on ticking. <laughs> like the Energizer Bunny. And Abby shows up and they fight. And it closes in on her. It's about to do her in until Ichabod steps in. And he <gasps> shoots it. Oh! Which apparently works. And um, so, yeah. Ichabod's there. And Abby stabs it. And a- apparently, like, three doses of antibiotics and it goes away. Because they both stabbed it once before. And now this is the third time. So, Whatever. And I don't even know. It's another easy no, clean monster, no, so at least there's that. No. Yeah, but no. So they go back to the cabin and not the not the Corbin cabin, the so crappy cabin. Now now wait. Okay. Ichabod got there from Rochester. Yeah. In yeah. like five seconds. Because we have no idea when he was meeting with Cranston. Where was it during f- that day when Abby was trekking in the woods? No, no concept him- of day or night or yeah, evening, none. Or Saturday or Sunday, and so if Ichabod was able to locate her that quickly, mm-hmm. where the fuck is Daniel? Getting lost again because he's useless. How is it that Ichabod was able to get all the way from Rochester to where Abby is now? I know how he found her. Yeah. That's not the question. How is he able to get from Rochester all the way to where Abby is on foot? Yeah. On foot. And yet Daniel has not come back with help yet. <laughs> and they were only gone for at most seven hours. Yeah. I chalk that up to how I call bullshit. Bullshit. <laughs> bullshit. Okay. Sorry. Um, and so Ichabod's like, oh, hey, I, I had this vision of you. Um, and he's like, I used the, the Madame Blatovatsky map, which wasn't detailed enough. It would have just literally been a blip over the woods where she was, but whatever. We're just going to ignore that. Mm-hmm. Um, and Abby's like, Hey, my symbol might not be evil because it helped you. And, um, it turns out that Robbie has now fully recovered from his worm infestation. And, um, Abby's like, so I was right about supernatural. It could, it could be good. And it's brought good into their lives, including Sophie. And Aww. it was nice. OT3. So, yeah, OT3. And so Ichabod's like, oh, so the symbol is, is there to help us. And I shouldn't have made you go cold turkey from it. Um, and so it turns out that sometimes the things that you think are going to hurt you actually are there to help you. And, yeah. Um, and so the next, uh, the next. So presumably Monday. Well, before we get to Monday, okay, or whatever fucking day it is, uh, I like that they're bringing. They brought the tablet back because we were literally. We, we've been where about did that. it go? Yeah, uh, and apparently he just carries it around. And the, the well, back. now now he's on my rewatch. When he was talking to Abby originally about going to see this guy, mm-hmm. he said he was going to take that symbol and some other things with him. Oh, okay, he did. Say he that. did. Okay. It was explained. So he okay. brought a couple of things with him. Apparently, the tablet and that map were two of the things he took with him. But I'm glad that they're bringing those artifacts back. Yeah. It's not just a one-time use only thing. I wish they'd bring George Washington's Bible back. But oh, whatever. I know, right? So, and then uh, the other thing is, they mentioned that the symbol is for good. Possibly the 
And I'm saying possibly the brother, and I think you called that mm-hmm, I did. last uh, episode that the That's symbol the was for symbol. the brother, yeah. not the hidden one. That it yeah. wasn't actually evil. It's the anti-hidden one symbol. So you knew that all along. I did. Yeah. Um, so we go back to the FBI building, and Abby brings Reynolds coffee, which he doesn't deserve because he's a trash can. Um, Especially like Starbucks coffee. I know. And so she uh, she confirms that Robbie's gonna going to be fine. Um, he has no idea what happened, which is, again, terribly convenient. Where the fuck were you? Um, and then she's like, she tells him that, like, she doesn't have anybody in her life and she may never have anybody like that. Um, but then she's like, she'll never think of Reynolds of what they had in the past tense, which I was like, I don't like this. And uh, immediately, I, I don't like this. So she's not closing the door on them romantically, which I didn't. That's not what I took away from it. Okay. I was kind of taking away that she wasn't thinking of it in the past tense as in they're still friends. Okay. That their relationship, while it's changed. Oh, you were thinking the relationship as a whole, not the romantic part. Exactly. Uh, because, I'll take that. Because you know how I am about everything's got to be romantic. So what yeah. if it's from the point of view that it's, yes, the romance part of their relationship has ended, but their relationship itself is still is still there. Yeah. Although, but still, I'm confused by the scene. Yeah. Because uh, Reynolds thanks her for telling the truth, and Abby tells him um, again, Tell kind of what, Ich- what Ichabod said about what might hurt them. Oh no! Them, Don't like, say that to Daniel. Ugh. It's gross. It's just gross. So gross. And then we get more gross because then we go to Joe and Jenny. Um. And she has hidden the the fragment of the box. To, she says to where Joe and Pandora can't get at it. Well, that's good though. And she's like, um, Joe's like, I have to, I have to go. And he like doesn't want her to touch him because he's a monster. Um, because he he's worried he's gonna he's gonna hurt Jenny. And she's like, no. Um, and she's like, you're in control. And she trusts him. And I'm like, the only thing that made him turn was having the box. Of course, in she's his gonna possession. trust him. Exactly. I'm like, it's not like he's been unstable this whole time. Okay, yeah, whatever. I don't care about all that. So where did she hide the box? That's what I care about. It's probably in the fucking Masonic cell with everything else. Of course it is. There's a box that's like it's Ch- it's it's a uh, it's a cardboard box and it has written on it definitely not Pandora's box. Joe, do not open even at Christmas. <laughs> so we go to our last scene and it's of course Pandora and the fucking hidden one. And um, Pandora's looking the at fucking her, hidden one. Yeah, okay. Pandora's looking at her arm, and um, she looks more intrigued by it than, than yeah. She looks ups- more confused. Yeah, and he says something like, "I thought you could control uh that these ass. creatures because he's a creature of chaos." And she's like, uh, "Well, I could when I had my powers, you bitch." <laughs> um, and so like um, they agree that you know it's a situation. And Pandora uh, prepares, like, she thinks, like, he's going to get, again, with the power exchange, I'm like, he has power, she has power, she gives him power, then he has not enough power, but then she thinks he's going to give her some more power. Like, I don't know how I scream, you scream, we all scream for ice. Yeah, I'm just like, I'm just like, whatever. Um, And so she thinks, she thinks he's going to, I know, she thinks he's going to give her some power, but he's like, no. Uh, because uh, he's like, I've got to take care of things because you have repeatedly failed. And I'm like, bitch, you ain't done anything either. What has he even done? Nothing. Um, What's it good for? Nothing. Good God, y'all. Mm. 
and so um he he does a little disappear thing and i'm like i don't care oh but he can disappear now yeah he's got power for that he's a sulky man baby and this is when we see pandora um she goes to her puddle vision and she looks at abby who's who's playing with the symbol and her is this where her eyes do the little weird thing the reptilian looking yeah, yeah i'm yeah, not yeah. The positive i think so so like pandora's hatching some shit she's hatching some shit so but and that's I, the end of our episode but i kind of thought that pandora wanted the witnesses gone too when he mentions yeah. he had to get rid of the witnesses she's like <gasps> like oh no we can't have that so why is she why is, why is pandora against killing uh, it just better be explained next episode it won't be How no much it, no no, only if I'm on the winning side. <laughs> and you won't be. So yeah. So that's our episode. I thought it was I thought it was okay. Yeah. I enjoyed it. I thought it was cool that we're seeing a little bit of depth to Pandora. Instead of just a little some character some character development. Mm-hmm. We got a little bit instead of, of the bitch. subservient <laughs> yeah. bullshit. Uh so, yeah. so you have any other comments about the episode um just that i don't like reynolds nobody likes reynolds okay i just wanted to make sure you understood that so we ready for some feedback we are ready for some feedback all right um let's start with tony okay the after the episode has aired feedback (laughs) uh so tony says that episode said more and then some about crane and abby they are yin and yang, two halves of one whole. They are, quote, meant to be. The show has been heavily has been heavy-handed on Ica Abbey with the past few episodes. They don't need to be in each other's orbit all the time. This was a chance to show how deep their connection really is. The tablet and the symbol are connected. Still say it's a Sumerian marriage tablet, though. That was amazing watching Crane come to that realization, and once it happened, it was all business. There's our Captain Crane. Oh, yeah. That who I have missed terribly, personally. Yes. Um, she says, as far as Sophie is concerned, I don't know yet. I've given you several theories about her. It's funny how monsters pop up around Abby like someone is testing her. It's also interesting that the monster turns and leaves after the arrival of Sophie, just like with the kindred. Hmm. Back to our girl. Uh Uh-oh, look out. Abby has powers. It's not just that Abby was acting like a warrior goddess again. She has good instincts. Do you remember in episode one, The Midnight Ride, when Andy was sneaking up behind her in the tunnels and she elbowed the shit out of him? That was good shit back then. (laughs) Apparently there's lots of shit. Anyways, they need to send the hidden one back in time. They need to send Daniel's whiny ass with him. Yes. As for Joanny, it's Joanny, and that's all I've got to say on that. Still liked Jenny with Irving. It was more grown up. That's true. That's I always shipped uh, Jenny and Frank. Yeah. Um, and uh, Tony went into some great detail about um, some inconsistencies in the show. <gasps> inconsistencies in this show? No. No. Um, but. We don't really have time to cover all of that. So, I mean, she shows some, incons- she, she gives me some inconsistencies. Um, the entire show. Pretty much everything. Um, but she's trying to blame it on the, the whole timeline issue when Katrina went back in time. I kind of got the impression that everything up. was wiped clean. 
by Abby fixing stuff. Mm-hmm, mm-hmm. Like Franklin didn't get killed by the headless horseman, all that stuff. Uh-huh. So I don't personally subscribe to that because I kind of got the Abby fixed it all, a la, you know, back to the future. Right. Well, she also uses um, Washington being brought back to life as the forefathers fucking with the timeline. Okay. But he was only so brought back that to life too. for a, hand, like, a couple days while he wrote down all his stuff. I don't know. I don't know. I could be wrong, though. So, I mean, one, one, here's one inconsistency. Um, she says, go back and watch the pilot. Something stood out. Did anyone notice how Crane came out of the tent at the beginning of Tempest Fugit? Crane was not dressed like a soldier. In fact, he was dressed like he was in the season one finale after buying new duds at the reenactment. His hairstyle is the way he started wearing it in the 21st century. The hair tie he is wearing when he comes out of the tent is different, as well as it's golden. If you notice, 1781 Captain Crane doesn't wear a golden hair tie. Instead, it's a black ribbon that's pulled back neatly into a ponytail. It might have looked normal to everyone else, but it wasn't. Hmm. I did not notice any of that. So... I was just like, Ichabod's pretty. Yeah, and she cites several others, so apparently there's a timeline issue. Um, and then one other thing, she says a couple of things I forgot to mention last night were about Jack Walters. What if he was the same voice we heard over the phone back in season one in the episode Lesser Key of Solomon? I think that's interesting. Remember the Hessen posing as piano teacher when he gets a mysterious phone call telling him Jennifer Mills has escaped. We think she may know where item 37 is located. When the Hessens show up to the cabin and steal the sextants... The, you know, they show up to the mm-hmm. cabin still the sextant. That's an interesting callback. That would be cool. That would be cool. If the writers would think that <laughs> circular, but I don't expect it to happen. I think that's a cooler theory than we're going to get. She says, so is Jack Walters the masked voice we heard in season one? Maybe. Or he could be Mullick or working for him, working for Mullick. Okay. Do we think, uh, and here's a question I'm asking. Okay. Is Moloch dead? I think Moloch's dead. You think Moloch is no longer a player yeah. in this game? Yeah. Okay. Definitely, yeah. I don't know. I have no, I can neither confirm nor deny. Yeah, and deny. that's just my gut. I think he's dead. Yeah. Um, uh, Tony goes on to say he's been the middleman, uh, meaning this Jack dude. He's been the middleman to all the trading for ancient and demonic artifacts this whole time. And had done some business with Holly, Henry Parrish, and Camilla, who was the Calayuga back in season two. Yep. So, could Jack Walters be this tie-in? Could be. For all of this? Could be. Yeah. Is he? Doubt it. Yeah. Again, forethought on Again, yeah, the writers. Yeah. I don't, I don't know. I, I, I'm afraid that they're trying to get so far away from the first couple of seasons that they're going to shoot themselves in the foot. Uh, yeah, I kind of am too. Hence the not having a horseman, not having all that. Yeah. My cat would like to podcast. Not really. She, no, she just, she wants, just to wants to s- stir some shit She wants up. to smell it. Okay, so uh, here's some more feedback. This is from Joy. Hello, ladies. Hello. First of all, off topic. And I love this part. Not completely off topic if you've listened to other podcasts. Civil War trailer. T'Challa, baby. Hells yes. Hiddlesconda. I don't know why we're mentioning the Hiddlesconda. Just to mention it. Because freedom. I feel like Joy knows me because I will always be willing to talk about the <laughs> Um But I, I will I will say, I'm going to stop you for a second. Um, Joy, uh, when you go see Civil War, 
send us an email and let us know what you think of it because you know we're going to be podcasting that once we stop crying. Hell yeah. So I would. Because if you think we're not seeing it opening weekend, we are. <laughs> you clearly haven't listened. Yeah. So, like I said, once we stop crying long enough to be able to talk coherently, uh, we're going to be podcasting that. So, yeah. I just have one word. What? Underoos! <laughs> I seriously thought he was saying on the roof <laughs> the first few times I watched it. Then I realized, no, he really is saying under his, and I did not like the costume at all. It looked weird. Yeah. It, the rest of the scene is very dirty. Yeah. And his, his, the Spider-Man costume is very clean. It's very it's harsh. It's yeah. very vivid. Yeah. Unless it's really near the beginning of this movie. Which I didn't get the impression that it was. No, but this is not a Marvel podcast. So, but anyway, but yeah, we will to, be podcasting. Back that. to on topic. Um, she says the revelation regarding the tablet and the symbol was very well done, mm-hmm. and the fact that it represents Abby and Crane made me swoon. So all those times Abby was seeking solace from the symbol, she was really seeking out her other half. I know. Except maybe when she almost killed him. <laughs> I mean, what? What? <laughs> Uh, when she said, you saved me, I'm yours, she was really saying, I'm Ichabod's. I would die from all those feels, but I'll save death for something really good, like when they finally bang. I love how Joy doesn't even say when they kiss, it's like when they bang. When they bang. I love it. She's just going all the way. Uh, she says, I was meh on Sophie before, but I'm really starting to like her now. Yeah, I really do. I, I like her a She's lot. growing on me. Yeah. When she was demonstrating her monsters are real face, <laughs> I hooted. Would love to see her and Abby hang out more. It was really cute. Abby needs a friend. Abby does. That's maybe not Jenny. because She has a sister. But she needs a friend. And she has Ichabod. She has an Ichabod. <laughs> but Sophie, I mean, a friend. Yeah. So, uh, Joy also says, need Daniel off my screen. Thank you. Uh, and I know the hidden one is a whiny titty baby, but Peter Mensa is so fine. I love Peter Mensa. That's the thing that kind of frustrates me about this because Peter Mensa is awesome. No, wait. Wait for it. She says, I would like to massage his bald head with soothing oils and my boobs. <laughs> That's a direct quote. Oh, my God, Joy. I love you. You're awesome. While I can't agree with the sentiment, That's awesome. I understand the sentiment. Because Sebastian Stan. Anyway. And I uh, can't because Tom Hiddleston. <laughs> it all, we all understand. Um, so you can have Peter Mensa. That's cool. Th- see? There you go. He's all yours. Um, <laughs> Joyce says, I really liked seeing them revisit Wendy Joe. I just love saying Wendy Joe. And that's why I started saying Wendy Joe because that's just really cute. And I like it. And I got it from Joy. It sounds like Wendy. I know. Like, And it makes me think of Wendy from Peter Pan. But <laughs> I can fly. <laughs> But I'm not. I'm still not feeling him and Jenny as a romantic relationship. The actors have no sexual slash romantic chemistry, and the romance comes off as very blah. It does. It does. It's very very blah. Yeah. It's so sudden. Yeah. Like I think her and uh, Holly had more had more chemistry than her and Joe. Oh, I absolutely think. That. And where is Holly? Don't know. That'd be nice to know. Just a word. Yep. Just a, oh, I heard from. Yeah. Anyway. Uh, Joy says, Pandora is tired of hidden one shit. Actually, it's spelled, it's says tired of hose shit. <laughs> Just wanted to say that. Uh, but she means hidden one. Pandy, man. And I'm here for her finally kicking his fine ass to the curb. 
have she a can be done with him so you can have him joy yes she has a feeling he she will join team witness uh she says and the little bit we got of the nerd professor i liked would like to see him him as an occasional source for team witness yeah i think that'd be cool if they did bring him back they'd probably kill him off anyways that's true yeah uh, she says, looking forward to hearing everyone's thoughts about the tablet and symbol. Talk to you later, and let's all pray for season four. Yeah. So, she wants to hear thoughts about the tablet and symbol. There are so many directions to go. I mean... First of all, I would like to think that Ichabod is going to spend the next, like, week berating himself silently over the fact that he didn't figure out... That he didn't figure either it out Either one of them were, were two yeah. pieces. Well, I'm miffed... It's a great word. That is a good word. That Ichabod's iodetic memory seems to be blurring. Yeah, we noticed that uh, when he didn't know where Zoe's book was. And uh, yeah, yeah. So that's really bothering me. So I, I'm, I'm glad the tablet has made a reappearance as George Washington's Bible has not. Yeah. But they keep introducing new stuff. So, I don't know. Without tying it back to the old. So, but, I mean, they come across so much evil, 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 evil. It is interesting to come across, like, come across something that's good, that's on Team Witness side. Yeah, that's a good point. All these artifacts they keep coming across are all for the bad guys. Yeah, yeah. That's that's a good point. So, I, I think it's interesting. And I want to know more about this brother. Yeah, I and do why too. didn't they name him? I, yeah, I thought that was weird. That's, that that tells me. I'm hoping that that's telling us it's something important. I'm wiggling my fingers at you. Something it's wiggly woo, wiggly woo. Something good. Yeah, I'm good. I think it is, and I think the symbol is representative of the good brother. And yeah, I do. Uh, but not Norse. Yeah. Uh, okay, so moving on to Jasmine. I just like that name. Excuse me. Goodness. Sorry, too much carbonation. <laughs> I apologize. So, Jasmine starts off with, uh, hello. Hi. 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 Uh, from the last podcast, you don't have to read this, but, We're you, gonna. but you know we will. I'm not sure what she's referencing, so maybe you can help me out here. Okay. She says, I don't know what the heck happened to my last email. It changed fonts for some reason. This is what it was supposed to say. Quote. Still no Franklin, but I liked Leeds as the monster this week. He was funny, constantly making fun of Ichabod and Franklin. Okay. I didn't notice anything weird in her previous email. I'm going to go find her previous email. Okay. Mm, it's not going to be there. It's going to be in... You filed it. You've, I know. You've I've been efficient, damn you. Filed it. Um, But I will say, yeah, I was, I oh. was pretty jazzed to even at least get a mention of Franklin. It's gobbledygook. Oh, is like literally. It's like weird Scorpio symbol, Scorpio symbol, c Cancer symbol. Oh, is that when you were like, oh, it's a bunch of zodiac symbols? Yeah. Oh, okay. So there was actually words there. Y yeah. Okay. There's an ampersand sign, a box, a, a diamond. There was there was a demon in the computer. <laughs> it's Moloch. That's what it is. Moloch. Okay, so that's what she's trying. Okay. okay. All right. That's cool. That's cool. That's cool. Yeah, he was hilarious. Yeah. I, if you it didn't was, look at him, it was it was. Like the original Kindred episode, it was... No, the second Kindred episode, it was pretty cracky. Yeah, it was pretty cracky. It was cracky. So, this episode. 
This episode was awesome. I loved it. I'm glad you liked it. Ah, uh, me too. That makes me happy. <laughs> the demon this week was so freaking icky. Ugh. Absolutely disgusting. Blech. <laughs> I could barely look at some scenes. It was very wormy, and yeah, it was. And if and like, if you're if you're squicked out by that, like I could I could easily see how you'd be like, oh my god, it'd be like, like a clown episode for me. Like the wormy in the the wound that was wormy was kind of. There's an yeah. episode of Grimm mm-hmm. where they get worms in their eye, like in their eyes, and they do the whole squiggly. Yeah. Oh, it's just hard to look at. Yeah. So anyway. Um, anyway, she says, for some reason, I thought Sophie was taller than she is. I guess in my mind, Abby would be the only small one, spelled S-M-O-L. Oh, I love you, Jasmine. And apparently she thought that Sophie was tall. (laughs) But they're both so small. That's okay. They are. Icky is the tall one. He is. Jenny's Jenny's pretty tall, too. Well, she may not be physically tall, but she's tall. That's that's a good point. That's an excellent, excellent Uh, point. I really hope Abby and Sophie can stay friends. They were so cute standing side by side looking like tiny besties. I know. But I think it may not last because I think either she or Ezra is working with Creepy Boss Guy. I don't want it to be Sophie. I don't want it to be Sophie either. And by the way, the actress is 5'2". So she's slightly taller she's than Nicole. She's my height. Yeah, she's slightly taller than Nicole. Nicole must have been wearing heels. because She's always wearing heels. Yeah. And I complain about it often. I know you do. <clears throat> at, first I th- at first, I didn't think that Joe was a Wendigo anymore, but I guess he would be because in his episode last season, they said he would have four times to transform into the Wendigo before com- becoming one permanently. And he did transform all four times. So maybe they just contained or bound his true form until now. I think they're going to try and help Joe transform at will. Oh, that who's would be will, cool. Who's Will and why are we transforming at him? <laughs> such a dork. Poor Will. That's from Independence Day. I apologize. Um, <laughs> you know the scene I'm talking about. I do. Fire I do. at Will. Fire at Will. Yeah, why are, are we, we firing fi- at Will? Will? Fire at the aliens. Anyway, <laughs> um, that's an interesting thought, though. I think we were all led to believe that the Wendigo was cured, gone. Yeah, yeah. Uh, I'm glad. I'm kind of glad they we were, were going back to that. They're coming back to a lot of stuff. Mm-hmm. So. We'll see. Uh, she says, the rune ships Ica Abbey. They should get those two rune halves molded into their wedding rings since the rune is basically a representation of the witness bond. I also love the idea of the witnesses having telepathic powers or any kind of powers. <laughs> Impatiently looks at watch and SH writers. <laughs> I'm to- that's a total quote from that's the email. great. I can see her tapping her foot. You know. Yeah, that's great. Okay. Uh, the hidden one is such a selfish asshole. He is indeed. He is. He does nothing but sit on his ass and wait for things to happen. And then bitches when they don't. Yeah, no, right? Pandora is being a genius in collecting pieces of her box herself to restore her own powers. That blew up because she was trying to bring him back into the world. Mm-hmm. Like it would have blown up otherwise. I just, mm, yeah. I think Pandora has been saving up power on her own since her stupid husband is being a selfish baby. Yeah, he is. You go, girl. I don't think he knows how much power she actually has. I don't think he does either, and that's intriguing to me. 
I'm assuming that she is already more powerful than him, but is not saying anything until he restores even more of her powers, then she can kick his ass to the curb. Still goes back to, I don't know why she summoned him in the first place, but whatevs. Unless she summoned I know, they don't. Unless she summoned him specifically to finally get rid of him. But they would have to explain that to us. Yeah. I, I don't know. Uh, Jasmine says, Daniel better be more than a little careful not to spill any secrets or he may end up like Nevins. Mm. And I don't know what to make of that last Abby and Daniel scene. Uh, yeah, eh. that was very confusing. It was... It, eh? it makes like me want to take a shot of vodka and go on with my life. And um, I think that's what I did on Friday night. <laughs> I was like, oh, look, I have some tequila. Anywho... Uh, what was it I said I was going to be a little late for the Friday watch along because I needed to run out and get some food and, and by, by food, food I, I mean wine. wine and I was like that's fine <laughs> that's perfectly acceptable I figured if I can't be honest with you that's what DVRs are for man and I was like right on <laughs> I actually, and I made it back in time thing. you, did. I you did and I swear I wasn't really rushing yeah I was like she'd kill me if I rushed so I'm just gonna do it it's, yeah it's fine and it's, I was I was here that's what DVRs are made for man yes so as a side thought Jasmine says I really like the season of Sleepy Hollow, but one thing I hope they do, if there is a season four, is to not kill off every middle-slash-high-level middle demon-slash-monster they come across every week. Yeah. Right now, the show seems too formulat, form, formulaic. Formulaic. Mm-hmm. Wow. Formulaic. Thank you. That's not what that says. <laughs> are you always the best judge of what things say no okay okay <laughs> even with the overarching story of pandora sla there's so much slash in this sentence and not the fun kind and not the fun kind pandora slash hidden one have have one of the demons ex have one of the demons escape 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 death by <laughs> witness and come back later to make things seem more urgent okay much unlike the kindred i'm <laughs> saying or let one demon triumph over the witnesses so it won't feel like the witnesses can just do this in their sleep have some demons that work together not to be confused with lower demons working for higher demons yeah yeah but actually have them be like hey you know we can probably beat these guys if we band together well we had it for a hot second when the kindred came back yeah but that barely but that long. was no that was that was a lower demon working for a higher demon true never because he was being summoned yeah. by the hidden one in pandora it was so close. Uh, the witnesses could be battling one demon while another is doing something else evil. Is that too much to ask for? Apparently, yes. Yes. It probably Sadly is. Sadly enough. It's a good idea, though. Even in seasons one and two, while Moloch was the big bad, they also had Headless as a constant looming presence to watch out for. This season, I feel like they don't have that. Yeah. That's, that's why, man, I don't know why they're ignoring the whole horseman thing. I know, because that's what this entire show, and that's the end of the email, the the premise of the apocalypse, because they're the witnesses, yeah. the horsemen and the witnesses, and yeah. Yeah. Sub, you know, making sure the, the, the apocalypse doesn't come about is what they're supposed to be doing, and they're not doing that anymore. No. There's no longer this, the world's going to come to an end. And they haven't been clear in that, okay, now... The hidden one is going to bring about the apocalypse. Like they haven't been clear about that. We don't. He just wants to fuck shit up, as far as we know. Well, he wants to destroy humanity. Yeah, he said that a couple of times, but it's not a. It's not the quote unquote apocalypse. Yeah, they're though. not referring to it as an end of the world kind of thing. Yeah. So it's well, and know. and Abby and Ichabod don't even know. Yeah, 
they have no idea what he's what he's doing. They're clueless. Yeah. Much like we are. Yeah. So I don't know. And she's yeah. I, I, I totally get where she's coming from. Yeah. I mean they have to I mean, there is the monster of the week formula that happens on pretty much every show ever. Yeah. I mean, supernatural or But I do kinda like the idea of them banding together, not just being like, I'm going to work for this guy. Because even, like, Henry was working for Moloch. At the end of the day, yeah, he was. Yeah. So. With his own designs, though. Mm-hmm. Yeah. So, and, you know, and the Horseman of Death was working for Moloch, but he had his own motivations. Yeah. So. Mm. I just want to know, okay, so we, again, we've seen Death... We've seen war. We've seen pestilence. So where's famine? Yeah. You have to at least show them all to you me before the end of the series. famine. Well, we've seen them. There was that quick scene with the four <gasps> horsemen was. actually, you know. Yeah, that was a really cool shot. And then, I don't know. But we never saw, yeah. we've never seen famine. Yeah. And we only saw. Um, pestilence for one Pestilence episode. for one up. Ep- yeah. Yeah. Much like the kindred. Now wait. <gasps> da da Bring the fucking horsemen back i think they're just so scared to go there yeah well it's not like the horsemen are necessary i mean i know a horseman was henry and then all that katrina shit but as long as you keep it on neutral ground and keep it away from like crane's family and stuff and like we talked about i'm pretty sure we talked about this in the preview cast was let it be somebody on abby's side of the family this time we don't have to i know they're trying to get so far away from symmetry man ichabod's family yeah then let you know i mean i I was hoping Abby's father would be the next horseman or some shit. Something. That would have been cool. I'm hoping they just don't forget about the horseman. And where did Abby... We haven't seen... They introduced Abby's father for like two seconds. And then we haven't done anything with him since. No. No. I don't know. Except give us a stupid excuse as to why he was... that An excuse that doesn't even fly. Yeah. Yeah, I didn't like that. You don't go join the military and then just abandon your children. Yeah. He's still an asshole to me. Yep, he is. Just saying. Well, that's all of our feedback. All right. And that's all I got. Just uh, talk to us at randomtpodcast at gmail.com. Please. And thank you for listening. Thanks, guys.